Hey guys, it's Carrie and Zach here from the Coffee and KOs crew. And Zach, I got a question for you. You ever wake up on a Sunday morning and think, man, I'll cook the family some breakfast this morning? Yeah, time or two. Have you ever noticed how you throw the sausage links up on the griddle to one side, you throw the eggs up on the griddle to the other side, you never cook them touching? No, you don't ever want them to touch. It's weird. Yeah, I agree, man. I just, and it got me to thinking, why do we do that with our underwear? I have no idea. That's a really good question. Uh, yeah, I think it is too. But let me tell you, fellas, Sheath has solved that problem. They have come out with men's underwear with not one, but two pockets to keep your eggs and sausage separated. Thank goodness. This has been a problem for way too long. I can't believe it took, I'm 26 years old, 26 years at least, to come up with uh, something so intelligent. The material is great. Everything about Sheath underwear is amazing. And what's even better, we have a promo code. Promo code Coffee and KOs. If you use the promo code Coffee, the letter N, KOs, at checkout, you get 20% off your entire order. It's a hell of a deal. And let me tell you, the underwear are well worth it. So make sure you go to sheathunderwear.com. Promo code Coffee and KOs. Make sure you separate the sausage and the eggs. And make sure you sheath your dagger, sheathunderwear.com, Coffee and KO's promo, 20% off. Go get yourself the most comfortable underwear in the world, and don't forget to sheath your dagger. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Coffee and KOs podcast. It is UFC 260 week. What a week it's going to be. It's been a little bit of a depressing start, though, with uh, Volkanovski and Ortega being canceled. But uh, we still have we still got Stipe and uh, and and Nganu. So um, going to be a going to be a good week. The card is still very good. But I got to say on Saturday when we got that news, it was like a kick in the dick. <laughs> Switch yeah, the dick. Yes. yeah, that's a it's a buzzkill. Not gonna lie, you go for like the what was the last pay per view, the triple title fight, and now we're only getting one. Eh. Yeah, and this card suffered from a lot of canceled fights. Actually, we had I was saying it right before we went live. Johnny Walker, Jimmy Crute was supposed to be on this card. Mm. We had uh, obviously Volkanovski, Ortega, Random Marcos. Thank goodness that's off. Uh, we no one wants to see that because she's got a she's got a losing record. Kieran, 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 <laughs> Kieran, 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 Kieran. I, I, yeah, I feel like I've just been the residential shitter on like <laughs> on, on some on some of these women's fighters. So I'm not I'm not gonna do it today. I'm all, all gas, all gas, no breaks today. You know. Okay. Uh, and then Blagoy Ivanov, Marcin Tabora, which I think would have been a good fight. That got canceled. And then today it was announced Shane Young, Omar Morales was canceled because Shane Young is also part of City Kickboxing. And then obviously you had Volkanovski who tested positive. So that fight is also off. So it's yeah, it's it's been an awful month for City Kickboxing. But then yes. again, we're still yeah. spoiled. We're about to get our fourth title fight of the month. Fourth title yeah. fight of the month, you know. 
I mean, only only one of them has not disappointed me, and that was Amanda <laughs> taking out that giraffe. If you guys have seen that Twitter post, but yeah, yeah, that's that's been that's been pretty much the only one that didn't disappoint me yet. But four title fights in a month, where can you go wrong? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't complain. I'm gonna be a little upset though if that main event does end in like 20 seconds. Like if Stipe just, or I'm sorry, if Francis just goes out there, just windmills and hits him, and it ends in like 10 seconds, and it's like 2 a.m. I'm gonna be like, well, that kind of sucks. That's yeah, a real possibility, man. Yeah, I know. It's possibility. Francis, serious I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say that I don't buy the pay per views. I buy every pay per view, but I'm just saying, if you're not a fan of buying pay per views, this is one I would not buy it. It's a four fight main card, seventy dollars for four fights. Like, especially with the with the odds that Francis Ngannou might just you know flatline Stipe in like you know a minute inside a minute. So, um, you know. I don't know. Four fights to pay 70 bucks. I'm assuming that probably one of the earlier prelims might get bumped up and they might end up making it more fights, but it's a tough one to, to waste $70 on. Like, I feel like when this stuff happens, they should give you a little bit of a discount. <laughs> I get discounts on some cards anyway. You know, I just know the websites, but uh, I'm <laughs> not, I'm not gonna, I can't say anything because I don't no, want to shop it, you know? Yes. Agreed. <laughs> no, we yeah. said it before you, uh, you pay afterwards. You see yeah. how the, all the fights go, and then you pay an amount afterwards. <laughs> exactly. I, that, that's not a bad idea, actually. I do no. like that. Um, what, Kara? I just had a question for Kieran. Is that is that website KhabibStreams.com? Or? It, it might be. <laughs> hey, Khabib's, Khabib's Instagram Live might be the way to, to watch fights now, especially if you sit next to Dana. He, he streamed that entire fight. That, that was crazy. <laughs> What's Dana going to do? Khabib will just ankle pick him if, if Dana gives Nothing. him any problems. <laughs> Nothing. I'll, I'll, if, if Dana gets mad, all Khabib has to say is, I might come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. That we was the bargaining on- chip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we gotta get on we gotta get on khabib start messaging him and he needs to start an illegal streaming service that would be perfect because no one's gonna say anything to khabib the eagle um, literally streams. the only guy <laughs> the eagle streams I, I i tune in every time are you kidding me yeah even uh, even if it was him streaming with his commentary i would totally him and connor yeah, commentating on a stream i'm in all oh in. yeah that'd be great i think i think khabib is pound for pound the funniest guy in mma i'll hold on to that forever He's that's so a funny. wild take Nah, he is hilarious. He's Khabib awesome. is hilarious. Oh my goodness! You guys seen him talking about burgers and stuff? He's 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 funny. I remember he's, the Nelk the I, Nelk I boys did a videos with him, video with him. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll send I'll send you guys some clips. Khabib is hilarious. He is yeah. funny. I don't know about the funniest though. Here. I think he's the funniest. I gotta go. I gotta go. Funniest. Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. Maybe. Derek Lewis is up there. I think he is. Uh, and you're you're a guy from Texas. You should be all I in am. on Derek. I'm from Dallas, me. though. I'm not from. Houston, uh, you know. Yeah, that's true. There's a disconnect there. There's a disconnect. <laughs> all right. So, Steve, take us through the segments before we get into the the big stuff uh, at the end here. All right. I want to. Let's see. Let's mix it up like a little bit here. We'll go the Monday matchmaking first. And I know you guys kind of touch upon this a little bit. Um, are we gonna say Derek Brunson, Paulo Costa? Is that like a hundred percent gonna go down? I, I have a name to throw out there, similar fate that he may face, but Jared Cannonier. I don't think he has an opponent right now, sitting at number three versus Brunson. Yeah, no, I, I don't hate it. I'd be more interested in Cannonier versus Costa, but then again, I I understand you don't want to gatekeep the top of the division. You want to give some some lower ranked guys opportunities, but I I don't like Brunson's chances against either of those guys. To be honest, I don't either. So, so I yeah, it it doesn't. I'd probably say a two on the excitement scale. 
Yeah, I, I would get. I think it gets me. I would love to watch the fight, but I think Derek Brunson gets beat by both of those guys. Like yeah. I, we already, we already saw it in the Holland fight. Like he doesn't really have a chin. Like, and the thing is, Paulo Costa doesn't use wrestling, but I think that he'd be able to stuff takedowns. He's a much larger individual than uh, than Kevin Holland, and also he's not gonna fight like an idiot like Kevin Holland did. You know, like they're they're actually gonna try to finish uh, Derek Brunson. So I don't think. Either one of those fights are good for Brunson as far as his fate, but I think that for him, being 37 years old, I think that those are the fights that he wants for sure. Yeah, I just I feel like he's got to go top five next time. Like he has earned that right at this point. Like he's got to go top five, and like everyone kind of has a fight booked except Costa and Cannonier right now. So yeah, it's got to be one of those guys. But I was thinking another guy, Grant Dawson. I know he called out Clay Guida. I had three names here. Wanted to see what you guys thought about it. Uh, Violent Bob Ross, Louis Pena, Michael Johnson, Orlando Venata. Go ahead, Bunny. You can go first. Pena. I'd rather see Pena. More exciting to me, I think. I, I would I'm, agree. I'm all in. I, I like the Clay Guida fight, honestly, more <laughs> than all three of those. I think that it's a better... Listen, Grant's only 27. I said it in the recap show. I think that Grant needs... They need to slow him into the UFC, especially at 155. Like I said it in the recap and this is, I love Grant. He's been great to our show, but I think that he 155, he looked a little rough. You know, he did not look very strong. He had a hard time getting takedowns. I think that the other fights are good. Like I think Pena is a good, like I think they're good fights, but I think Pena, his striking very, very good. Um, I think that it's a, it's very, it'd be a smarter to ease Grant Dawson into the division. And that's not saying Clay Guida is a pushover, but at 40 years old, I think Grant might have an easier time taking him down and, you know, controlling the fight more than he would against VBR. I mean, I really like VBR a lot. I think VBR is a guy that's kind of underrated. Um, so I think that might be a little bit too steep competition right off the bat. I think that Guida is a good stepping stone for, for Dawson. Yeah. Guida. I'd, I'd, I'd say I, I agree with Bunny. I like Pena. Uh, Guida's a veteran, you know, and I, 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 I even though he's older, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to see Dawson fed to a, a seasoned veteran like that. So I, I'd, I'd say Pena. Two young guys. Hell they've yeah. been. Yeah. I mean, Grant Dawson's on his way up. Pena has been shaky. So I think that's a good step for him yeah i would agree it's it's tough to say where grant goes next like he just kind of got one of the older veteran fighters even though the guy only had what like eight fights on his resume um i'd like to see him kind of go against a contender at this point kind of like bump his name up a bunch but yeah the, i think the guida fight's cool but i think violent bob ross would be a great fight to watch for the fans i mean a contender um, already though he's only had that was his first fight at 155 so i feel like i know that's tough too, too he's moving up yeah that's true I feel like if you're going to try to, if you want a name on your resume, I think that, you know, without facing a contender, I think Guida is the way to go. I think Guida is a good name to have on your resume without getting a contender. You know what I mean? Like it's a good name, even though he's 40, like we saw, he had a good performance against Michael Johnson. But he's looked good um, recently. He's looked good. So I, I think that, I think that it, in that aspect, like Dawson is a problem, but he's only had one fight at 155. Like, I think he needs, he needs more experience there before we can feed him to contenders. Yep. Yeah. Especially in that fair. division, I think especially that's in that division where yeah. one through 15 is just, well, dude, I was talent. 
I was looking at all the rankings like one to 50 because Dawson was technically around the 50 mark and every single person above him is a killer, like has top 15 potential. It is tough for him. Yeah, that division is not. If, if you're a fighter, 55 is a rough, rough division. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd like to see him go back down to 145. I understand he Same. might be too big. He won't. Him, but I, yeah. It, 155 the, is a shark tank. It, but if he can make if he can make the weight at 45, he's gonna ragdoll people. I don't see him ragdoll. He does not. He is not Khabib. I love, I love Grant. He is not Khabib esque. Like he's he's not as strong. He had a really hard time taking. And granted, I think that's uh, Santos is a, a little bit taller of a 55er, but he had a really hard time getting him to the ground. I mean, we're that's, talking that's, about a division where Islam Makachev is not even ranked in the top ten right now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It, it's it, yeah. tough sledding. It's tough. We'll see. We'll see where he goes. Glory MMA bringing more glory. But uh, rate rate that matchup is ridiculous right now. We had like Christmas morning last week, and I don't think we got to talk about it in last week's uh, episode. So we'll start with the big one. Number four, Michael Chandler taking on number three, Charles Oliveira for the lightweight title. Which is crazy because we were just talking about Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, and and freaking Gaethje came out and said he thought he was going to fight Michael Chandler for the belt, and all of a sudden it just got taken away from him. The I happen to be a fan of, of that. that. <laughs> I, I, I respect that he he took out one of the big guys, but I'm not I'm not a Gaethje girl. I I'm bored with him. I'm so I'd so much rather see. I'm so psyched about the Chandler Oliveira matchup. Chandler's been around. <laughs> 2009 people forget he's been pro since 2009 he's beat a lot of people if you watch his fighting he's precise he's aggressive he's technical he's patient i'm psyched for this fight i i people say he doesn't deserve it i think they are dead wrong you, you need to watch more mma if you don't think he's a deserving contender for Oliveira. i agree well, i think we could all agree charles Oliveira is number one like he is the number one most deserving person in that division i think we can all agree on that it's i was see you you would get a shit for that if you say that on yeah the i know people I, are I like know, oh, but, charles yeah, right? only beat kevin on lee but it's like dude he's on a I, night i'd argue i'd street. argue i'd argue dustin poirier has a chance or has, but, has okay. an argument there but, but he okay yeah i agree i agree chandler chandler is no no not chandler uh, Oliveira. Oliveira's number one and he's only what a six fight win streak it's I mean, more, more than more. It's like oh, eight it's like or nine. And it's all finishes except Tony. Yes, that's, yeah. He's insane. So, I mean, listen, I know that, that maybe the, the names technically aren't there for all of those fights for Oliveira, but you go on an eight-fight win streak in any division, yeah. you're getting a title shot. I mean, that, that's automatically what yes. happens. And so I agree. If, if Dustin wanted to fight for the belt, it would be Dustin Oliveira. A hundred percent. That's exactly the fight that they would make. Yeah. But because Dustin made it clear, he wants, you know, he wants Connor. He wants the money. Oh, I have no issue with Michael Chandler. They could have done Gaethje Oliveira. They could have done Chandler Oliveira. I really would not have cared. I, I honestly think both are interchangeable. I know that bunny is bored with Gaethje, but Gaethje, Chandler, Chandler has one. He has one win in the UFC, <laughs> one win in the UFC. Um, he's been beaten in Bellator by, uh, Brett Primus who, uh, where is he? Uh, he got beat by him. Uh, okay. I just, did, did you watch that fight? Yes, I did. I did. I did. Brett, the the ankle didn't beat him. Yeah. His, his ankle, ankle got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it a loss on his record? Yes. 
but okay. it's, it's watch it's the same, it's, it's, I, I know, it's the I know. same okay. way Peter Yan has a loss on his record against I, I know, Joe. I know, I know, True. but I'm just I'm just saying it, it's a loss and I I mean he's lost, he lost to Pitbull. I just for me, I think that one more win would have a hundred percent solidified Chandler. So that's why I'm saying if Gaethje would have gotten the belt. I would not have been upset if Gaethje but, would have got a shot at the belt. This is the thing. If you look at the state of the division, you got Habib gone, retired. Dustin Poirier wants to fight Connor again, which I don't blame him. I'd want that money too. Um, Justin Gaethje is just coming off of a loss to Habib. Granted, he did just beat the living shit out of Tony Ferguson the that fight before that. that. that you know. Good. Also, he's been on a little bit of a tear. But Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler are the only two guys in the top five on a win streak. Tony Ferguson's at number five. The only, the only, the only gripe that I have about Charles Oliveira is his last two wins are Kevin Lee, who's borderline ranked right now, and Tony Ferguson, who's thirty-seven years old and clearly out of his prime. Yeah. I, and I'm not saying yeah. he hasn't been impressive. I'm not saying that at all. But at the same time, I feel like Justin Gaethje probably has the upper hand because the only person that he's lost to in recent times has been one of the top five pound-for-pound fighters of all time. You know, but yeah, I like this matchup. Oliveira, Michael Chandler. I think the UFC really wants to push Michael Chandler. They see a lot of marketability exactly. there. And uh, he's 34. You got to do yeah. it now. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I don't really see Michael Chandler as being that marketable, but I I, I understand that. I understand the move. He cut a good promo. I He did. He did. And, he and, did. And I, I usually, t- I can usually that tell WWE when people promo. get some buzz. I can usually tell when people get some buzz because my friends that, our casuals <laughs> hit me up. Nobody's hitting me up asking me when's Michael Chandler fighting again. You know, it's moves, man. You're talking to the wrong people. Only. I I guess, I guess, but we'll we'll see, we'll see. It's I a five, though. I, mean, I think listen, everyone I, agrees. It's a huge five of a five oh, yeah. for everyone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it for sure. It's just I feel like the lightweight title is going to be in limbo until you get that clear number one guy, and and who knows who that's going to be. I mean, the top four Dustin, are a I bunch mean, of killers. Yeah, I got a. I, I got a question kind of leading into like from this. Do we see someone in that division that can defend the belt two, three times, or are we going to see just the belt switching hands at a just insane rate because of the competition at 155? Like yeah. that's how great Khabib is. Like he beat everyone in a division that might be the best in the UFC. I do think until Islam gets there, it could change a few times, but if he gets pushed quickly, and gets a title shot in the next, I don't think it'll be 2021. I think he'll get it in 2022. I feel like he would be the guy to be able to hold it down for a while. I don't see maybe Dustin, but I feel like Islam would, would be able to handle him. I don't know. That's going to be tough. I feel like Dustin is going to retire soon. I th- I think that he beats Connor. I think I think if he beats Connor and then he gets uh you know he gets the shot at the belt. I think if he wins the belt, he he retires. I really I, do. I think he's he's already he's already talked retirement so many times. He at that point he's he's not old, but he has fought forever, and he's I mean he's beaten everyone. At that point, I feel like he probably goes out on top, in my opinion. So that's the only reason why I don't think he's the guy that's going to defend it a bunch of times. Yeah, Styles make matchups. I mean, Dustin Poirier just got out of a war two fights ago against Dan Hooker, and yeah. Michael Chandler and starched him in the first round. You know, Styles make matchups. There's a bunch of different styles and matchups in this division. I mean. It, even Connor could have a, could have a say in this, you know. I I think he gives people problems, especially people that can't get him to the ground. You know, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, I, I definitely I definitely think a hot potato belt is is, is what we're looking at here. Yeah, Until, I mean, I, I agree with you, Steve. I think Islam has a chance or has has the potential. I mean, to to hold on to it. But I mean, 
he's beaten Drew Dober. I really want to see him fight a name like RDA. I want yeah, to get the RDA fight. Too. I want That's Islam RDA so bad. Like that fight when it was originally booked, I was so hyped up for it because that is if RDA or if if Islam goes out and just wrestles the shit out of RDA for everyone's three, unnoticed. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, well, what if gonna, dude, Gaethje needs a partner too? They could push Gaethje Islam. I don't think they would do that to Gaethje, but soon. that yeah, would be a gateway to Islam. the next, yeah. the title shot. Yeah, I don't know what's don't for Gaethje. Think, Give me Gaethje Paul Felder. I'll do Gaethje Hooker or Gaethje Felder. Something, something of that sort. Give me Gaethje Paul that, Felder. I mean, even that, I think Gaethje's good though. I, I love. Should, I, there's I a, love Gaethje. There, there's an argument that he should be in this title shot. You know. Because everyone's saying Dustin's so much more worthy, but he got choked out by Khabib too. You know, like everybody gets choked out by Khabib. Connor got choked out. Yeah, but but I Dustin mean, handled. You can't use him as like, well, he got beat by Khabib. Everybody got beat by Khabib. No, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody got beat by him. gets beat by him. But so, but so... Dustin handled Gaethje. Yeah, Dustin handled Gaethje. I think pretty... I think it's I think it's a completely different Gaethje though. Now. Same. I'm working yeah. with Trevor Whitman. Though... Yes, he's been. Whenever I saw Gaethje hit a pull counter against Donald Cerrone. He's he's been a completely different fighter since then, a completely different fighter since then. Boxing wise, he's on a completely different level than he was before. It was shell up, and then I'm gonna wing hooks over the top. Right, and, and right. Now now it's okay. I'm gonna be patient, and he actually moves his head, which is something that, I never thought I'd see Ga Justin Gaethje do. So that fight against Ferguson was very telling. I mean, that I, was just pure yeah. dominance. I, mean, I think it was a rematch beautiful. between Poirier and Gaethje would be absolutely. I insane. agree. That'd be I agree. Something I'd love to see. I do in ways feel like Gaethje got the raw end of the deal just because, you know, his last loss was to Khabib. Like, if anything, I feel like that other like that kind of warrants a title shot. And I think that's where I think Michael Chandler, I'm not saying he's not deserving. I just feel like Gaethje's been there. He's he's had his service. You know, he's all that stuff. I think he deserved the title shot, in my opinion. Mm, yeah. But it'll they happen, I think. They all do. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tough one. Yeah, patient Gaethje is different. I'm telling you, patient Gaethje is different. <laughs> That's see, that's the thing, Dustin. You gotta say like Connor's probably the best boxer, but Dustin is like right below him. Is Connor then... the best dust or Connor the best boxer? Best boxer, I, not best striker I, though. I, I, I think he's yeah. the best boxer in MMA. When he's on his game and active, I, I think he's oh, the best. And I, you could even say Dustin is above Gaethje potentially. I feel I, like Cody Garbrandt's got pretty good boxing. Cody Garbrandt's nowhere near the boxer that Connor. You don't think is. so? <laughs> not at all. Oh, no, no. from a, from a person that grew up boxing. I mean, Masvidal's I, like I, a top I think, three. I think Cody's nice. Cody doesn't have an educated lead hand, though. I mean, or, like, or Max. he doesn't throw it. <laughs> Max is Max is up there. I think Max is up there. And I, you got to give Dustin credit, too. But I think Connor has – the thing about Connor is I think his fundamentals are insane, but sometimes he just does shit that's – what are you doing? Like, against, against Dustin, what got him in trouble more than anything uh, outside of the leg kicks was just throwing this wild lead uppercut that I don't understand why he was doing. It was like a dip in, and then I'm just gonna throw up like this, and then he ended up getting countered with the right hand that that hurt him. So there's only one way to settle this, Carrie. Who's the best boxer in the UFC? <laughs> um, anyone ben Astrid. Underwear. Oh, there you go. Anyone <laughs> wearing sheath underwear? Perfect. Masvidal's up there too, as far as boxing. Masvidal, hundred percent. Masvidal's yeah. up there as far as boxing is concerned. I mean, Peter Yan. There, there's there's a bunch of names, but yeah, we're gonna I have think, to make I a video. Been, yeah. yeah, we we'll, need a video. We'll yeah. We're gonna have to make a video. We'll all have to fight each other. Connor's yeah. the one. I'll put it this I way. I think though. that that's a good point. Elias Theodoro. Cusco <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bros says Elias Theodoro. That might be good. He yeah. might be the most. It, actually, cool. let's just all agree right now. Elias Theodoro, 
pound for pound best striker in all aspects of MMA. I think we you should clip that, clip that, put it on YouTube. All the trolls. We'll get like two million views on that just for people. <laughs> maybe people maybe that's our move. Worst. We just start taking like ridiculous claims and then we just I think stick C- to it. And we just CM stick with Punk it. is the greatest UFC fighter to ever live. There you go. Perfect. Oh, All boy. right, next rate my matchup. That was a long. All right, let's long move on game. to the uh, the other shit show that is the bantamweight division because these two fights are incredible. Cody Garbrandt, number four, taking on number three Rob Font, which is sick that Rob Font's top three. I didn't even really realize that, but that's amazing. TJ Dillashaw is coming back. He's taking on the number one contender in Corey Sandhagen. Um, these, I mean, obviously all of these fights are fives. Like I'm super yeah. pumped about both of these oh, yeah. Rob font, new England cartel guy. I can't wait to see what he can do against Cody. Obviously Cody's got a ton of power. He had that viral knockout last time out. He's got incredible boxing. That's going to be a banger. Um, I think Sanhagen starches Dillashaw quick. I hope so. Uh, you guys, I, I, I hope so. Asked. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say hats off to freaking, um, Sanhagen, he did not have to take this fight. He could have easily just sat back and just waited till Jan Sterling was done and got his title shot. So hats off to him. I love this. This is almost I feel like I feel like Sanhagen is doing this for for the UFC fighters who haven't cheated. I feel like he's like, I got to go out and beat the shit out of Dillashaw for the rest of the UFC. Hey, you, you know, Dana, are, are, we, are we sure he didn't have to take this? That is true. Sure? Yeah, that's sure? true. Are we sure he Robert Whitaker's still fighting for a goddamn title shot again. Yeah, exactly. No. It, I, 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 I don't know. That's I don't know. I mean, I think Cody. <laughs> no, I, I think I think Corey Sanhagen. Also, I think I think what went into his decision making is the training that he's done with TJ Dillashaw. Uh, from all accounts, I, it, it seems that he gave TJ everything he can handle. Um, I, I I can't wait to see it. I, I really just can't wait to see it. Uh, are we more Corey excited Sanhagen. for the fight? Or are we more excited to see non-EPO TJ Dillashaw? I'm more excited. I've <laughs> known TJ Dillashaw was on the juice since the first. He Okay, everyone makes a big deal about this. He ruined a man's career. Hinton Burrell's career is ruined. Hinton, he, he ruined that man. Everything about Hinton Burrell is just is, is gone now. He used to be one of the top five pound-for-pound fighters in the world. And now, where is he? No one knows. No one knows. No one knows. TJ Dillashaw, I can't wait to see him come back. I really hope he loses. I'm not going to lie. I'm not even going to hold you. Cool, Corey cool Sanhagen. Story. Cool story, bro, says, I'd be okay with TJ losing for the rest of his career, not because of PEDs, but because he was hitting pad shirtless on the baggage <laughs> exactly. saw at an airport. I what totally a agree. A clown. Yeah, what, what a, a clown. Yeah, that's a douche I mean, move. He literally, he literally used to hit bags at the Las Vegas airport. I remember walking through that airport this past summer and looking at that shit, and I'm like, why the fuck would you do this? <laughs> like, there's just people standing around. I'm like, I can't imagine just like a shirtless man with sunglasses hitting pads with his coach on top of this shit. You know, I, th- I think the worst part, and, and this is my thing. TJ Dillashaw took EPO, fought against Henry Cejudo, who's a smaller whipped. individual, got his ass whipped. Now he's not on the juice. I mean, he could still be on the juice and found a way around it, but most likely not on the juice. And he's going to fight a guy who's going to be light years bigger than him. I think that he's going to get his ass kicked, and I think that most of us are going to be there to enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I think I think most of the UFC is probably out on TJ Dillashaw um, because, like, there's listen. Every I feel like in most sports, everyone tries to get that advantage over everyone else. It is what it is. But like that is almost that's as bad as it gets. Like that's like Lance Armstrong esque cheating. 
Um, so I mean that that's as bad as it gets. So that's I worse think that than Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong was competing when everybody else was on it as well. And he also that's wasn't right. kicking. He also wasn't punching people in he the wasn't face. He was punching and kicking people in the face. Yeah. yeah, he literally ruined a man's career. Dude, I mean yeah. literally. Like no, I, I I'm that's a five for me. That's a five for me. I, I I want I want Corey Sanhagen to knee a dent in his skull like Cyborg got done by Michael Venom Page. <laughs> not no, I'm fine. I'm, I don't I don't I don't wish that on anyone. But I hope he loses. I do hope he loses. Um, but it's funny, a five for me too. Funny, I I had some beef with you. In, in your story, you posted that your team no love Cody Garbrandt against Rob Font, New England Cartels. Rob Font. I'm not voting just because they're from fucking Boston, guy. That's what? Come on. The hometown, be. the hometown heroes. The hometown heroes. I'm going to go yeah. with Rain. How, how can you go with Cody No Love? The dude fights dogs. Like that's She's the not, she's not going with the Rain. Ever. She's going with the neck tattoos. That's what it is. Oh, it's the neck yeah. tattoos. <laughs> 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 I think Cody has the speed, the power, and I think uh, I'm confident with this one. I mean, he's he's oh, good. It's gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be a hell of a fight. That's another five. Yeah. This I, fight. I, yeah. This fight will answer your questions about boxing with with, with Cody Garbrandt because Rob Font is a very talented boxer as well. Um, yeah. He looked as good as he ever has in his last fight against Marlon. I mean, just walked Marlon down and beat him quick the first round. I mean, usually everyone struggles early on. I mean, other than Sanhagen, you know. But yeah. but Dude, I, they train with Mickey Ward over there, the pride of Lowell. You yeah. see the fighter. Mm. Mickey Ward. <laughs> Mickey Ward. Yeah, and, uh, I, I'm Mickey Ward. I like I like Rob Font in this one, not because he was our first interview though, but because I think that he hit. You know, we've seen it. Garbrandt has zero chin. He's an emotional fighter. He if he you know if he gets if he gets touched a little bit, he's gonna go out there throw some crazy shit, and Rob <laughs> Font's gonna clip him, and that's gonna do it. That ha it happens every single fight that he's lost. It's he fights that red. he's in, and then he just all of a sudden starts going balls to the wall. Gets clipped and then he's done. Rob Font is not a guy you want to get clipped by. I think that I think that uh, Rob Font wins by knockout against Cody Nolov. Okay. But it, but it, but if he doesn't get clipped, you see virtuoso performances from Cody. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you see some absolutely unbelievable shit. The head movement, the speed, the composure, the kicks, yeah. the wrestling, every like he has all of the tools. It's just it's it's all mental for him. I think he could be a, a top five pound for pound fighter if he just puts it all together. But, I say this all the yeah. time. Like there's, there's very few fights that I remember like exactly where I was at and everything else. The Cody Garbrandt, Dominic Cruz fight. I remember exactly where I was at. I remember exactly who I was with. Like it was just one of those fights that you just never forget it. It was one of yeah. the greatest performances I feel like I have ever seen. Just, it was so clean. It was just like the cleanest performance, the knockdowns, the dancing, the shit talking. It was just, it was up there with the Max Holloway, Calvin Cater, Max Holloway talking shit in the middle of fight. Like it was just, mm -hmm. it's just one of those things that you'll never forget. And that's the no love I think that people want to see. It's just, he's probably the most emotional fighter in the UFC. And it, uh, yeah. it, it screws him over every single time he loses. That, that fight was also followed up by the most satisfying L of all time when Ronda got demolished yes. by Amanda Nunes. Yes. I'm not going to lie. That was, that was great. Face the pain starts playing in Cody's head whenever he starts seeing red. <laughs> oh goodness, yeah. No, Co yeah. Cody's. It's, I, I do agree though. It's it's so funny because he has the biggest crutch and and all of MMA. I think I think he's borderline unbeatable whenever he's not going absolutely ape shit. But then it, as soon as he gets hit hard, it's like I'm going to blast you with this right hand. 
and that is my only strategy. So yeah, we'll see. That you know, just like that last one punch knockout. I'm I'm just praying for one of those crazy you know MMA knockouts. He has gone to a new camp. I didn't like seeing him train with Uriah Faber because that camp's gone to absolute shit. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I like him with Mark Henry. So I'll I'll, I'll give it a five, and I I think I think I think Garbrandt. Gets Wait, does that does that mean the Garbrandt Dillashaw hate is done since they now both left Uriah Faber? Because that's was that was Garbrandt's thing was you know mm-hmm. um, Garbrandt still trains with him. Oh okay, Garbrandt, I didn't yeah, know. Garbrandt still trains with him. Yeah, Uriah right. Faber cut her head, cut his hair. It looks. Awful. I saw that. Yeah. Pictures. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Uriah Faber is the type of dude to take a trip to Antarctica and still wear flip flops. It's California it's <laughs> <laughs> kid. He loves himself. It's it's crazy. That's hilarious. Okay, uh, that was right. That matchup we did Monday matchmaking. Yeah. Um. Oh, I want to talk about Shabazian and Jack Hermanson. Oh shit, that is another one that came what in late. What the hell is right. the UFC doing to Edmund Shabazian, man? Like goodness Jack, grief, my dude. Jack Hermanson's gonna he, sub he him. Got his, he just got his ass kicked by Derek Brunson, and like he's 22 years old. Like don't and and everyone's labeling labeling him as like this prospect. Why are you giving him Jack Hermanson after he just got destroyed by Derek Brunson? It doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. he's gonna get mauled. This is not but a good match for him at all. But he's but he going doesn't. to. But he. he but if he doesn't, a nine out of I, I'm going to say there's a ninety percent chance he does. Yeah. God, they should have just tossed I mean, him Chris Weidman. Yeah. I, I think I think I think Hermanson struggles with good boxers who are fast, such as Jared Cannonier. So I think stylistically it's not the worst matchup. But like you say, Shabazian's young, and I, yes. I think you give him a contender who's arguably better than Derek Brunson, who he just lost to. It's, yes, that's a tough ask, you know. Isn't Hermanson ranked higher than Brunson currently? Hermanson six was in the top five until he lost his last fight to Vittori. Yeah, and Brunson seven, right? Brunson is higher now. Uh, he's seven right now. He's seven right now. So, so that just didn't make any didn't make any no sense. sense to me. It's just a weird thing. Like I was expecting Shabazian to fight some like random ass dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Knock and him it out. Just, bounce yeah. back. And for me, like this is not what I was expecting. And how the hell did he accept that fight? I mean, it's a good, I guess, a good fight to accept in the sense if he wins, it's gonna catapult him to the, you know, to the top. But it's like, yeah, well, he's also, not gonna. I don't think he's gonna win. At at that age, you got to think of the rate of development that fighters have, Ex- right. especially that young in MMA. The rate of development. It's like look at John Jones's debut versus his second fight. Guzmao, his his performance against Guzmao was completely different to his performance against Stefan Bonner. You know, fighters whenever they're young. 20, 22, 21, 22. I mean, I feel my body change every day. You know, Same. I am. Yeah, no, no, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah, you know, it is, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the downhill. You know, I got, I got yeah. about three more years until I, that begins. But, you know, I, us younger guys, unlike you old people in here, um, that we, old. Go through, we go through changes. <laughs> old. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, listen, you got to add, you add 10 years for each kid. I have two kids, so I'm, that's 10 years to, so I'm 30. That's actually really. 40. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, yeah. You're, you're old. Thanks. <laughs> and I'm losing all my hair. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you though. I don't know why they're pushing it so much. The guy's 22, 23 years old. Give him a fringe 15 guy, even a little bit out of the 15, just bounce back, get a nice TKO victory and then kind of move him slowly up. But they're, they're pushing him, but. You know, the top five is stacked. Like, they don't really need to unless they're, you know, they're looking for that guy to compete against Izzy. But I don't know. I just don't see it. Why they, why would they force it right now? 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's just yeah. maybe because he hangs out with Ronda Rousey. Maybe Dana White's like, screw you, buddy. We're going to feed you to the wolves because he yeah. hates Ronda now. I have no idea. So it's like Ronda thinking she was ready to fight Amanda off of a year layoff. You know, it, you don't know. She was, she will never be ready to fight. She will never Amanda. be ready. She was never ready at any stage of her career to fight. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I don't know that there's really any woman that's really ready to fight Amanda Nunes. No. There, there might be a couple no. guys. There's a couple of guys that, <laughs> that they could feed her. Amanda Nunes. Only a couple. No one else is ready. Harry Hunsucker versus Amanda Nunes. Get him in there. <laughs> Harry Tinson versus Amanda Nunes. I'd love to watch that. Uh, Harry Tinson. Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Harry Tinson. You get some love, you troll. <laughs> what's what's next, Steve? What do we got? Um, well, headlines we already actually, you know what was kind of funny is I thought, you know, Khabib kind of has been retired, but like officially hasn't vacated his belt. So he officially retired now, but I feel like there was no like big publicity on it. It wasn't really in the media. They weren't really making a big deal about it, but that's like the end of, of an era and no one's really bringing that up. I feel like. Fucking Dana. What are you talking about? Yeah. Dana, <laughs> Dana was, Dana was just like, all right, you're going to retire, but we're not going to promote it at all. We're pissed at you. But then here, they were hanging he's out. Cause he's been chasing Khabib to come back and we're all like, dude, he's not coming back. The entire world was like, he's not coming back. But he's like, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> but maybe Not if he right. does, <laughs> he could continue to dominate the entire division, and, and I could make have, billions. <laughs> yes. Exactly, we could watch yeah. him choke everybody out in the top ten <laughs> within the next three years. <laughs> I said this. I said this before. We are going to hear about Khabib coming out of retirement for the next ten freaking years. He'll be forty years old, and people will still be calling for Khabib because he's got. Well, that wait till Chandler GSP. wins. Yeah, he's got that GSP type, you know, vibe, you know, one of the greatest. So people are going to be calling him out. And I think that anyone in the lightweight, if that belt in the lightweight division changes hands five times in the next two years, you're just going to see every single person that wins that belt calling for Khabib the whole entire time. Yeah, yeah and that, that's the thing. That's the fight of their, anyone's career if they take on Khabib because they'll be the one who, who gave him his first loss. You know, exactly. everybody's going to want that. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think you're going to see – I think I think the only way. Well, Khabib's never coming back. Let's let, let's let's make that clear. You don't think he comes back at all? No, Chandler is the only reason. There's there's no one that challenges his legacy. It, that's that's the thing. The only fight that he would want to come back for was GSP. GSP's old. He was going to beat GSP anyway. You know, I I yeah. mean a forty year old GSP coming back after what a three year layoff, four year layoff again, one fight in eight years or however long. You know that was never going to happen. But I think. It's going to take a lightweight champion that's dominant that everyone starts questioning like, oh, he could beat Khabib to raise those questions. You know, he's still not going to come back after that. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to hear it until you have that happen. You know, that's, if Charles Oliveira wins the belt, I think I think a bunch of a bunch of people are going to convince themselves that Charles Oliveira is the new Tony and he would have beat Khabib. And that's just not ever going to be something that would have happened. Yeah, you know, but I, I think Islam might go up there, get the belt, and then that'll shut everybody up as 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 uh, all, all the all the all these speculations about about Khabib fighting some dominant champion. If Islam goes up and wins the belt with Khabib as his head coach, by the way. Yeah, that's the that, ticket that, right that, there. That, that damn near solidifies Khabib is one of the greats of all time. Not only did I dominate the division. <laughs> But my cousin, <laughs> I head coached him to win the belt and dominate the division for another twenty years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Is there I'm any sure other, I got someone else? Is there any other prospects at fifty five really other than Makachev? 
that that people feel like because um, I don't that nothing. Have, that have yeah, Grant Dawson. Oh yeah, uh, Grant needs a couple more wins. I love Grant. He needs a couple yeah. more wins. No, uh, the the top fifteen's like set. No one's really unless Benil Daryush goes on a freaking nutty run. That's it. But... Benil Daryush is gonna dethrone Khabib. He's gonna he's gonna be the one that gives Khabib his luck. Could you imagine Khabib twenty nine and one and his <laughs> losses to Benil Daryush? <laughs> that, that would be a, that would be epic, man. Ever. Yeah, I grab that Dana clip of saying I'm going to kill myself. And I, that's, 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 yeah, no. you oh, know it would be man. an interesting matchup though at number 15, and we didn't get to see him last weekend. But Gregor Gillespie against Khabib would be uh, an interesting no, matchup. I still no, think he'd get ragdolled. No, it would not. I mean, he I Gregor Gillespie could have the second best wrestling out there. Gregor Gillespie got slept cold by Kevin Lee. <laughs> He's yeah, I get that. People underrate Habib's striking. Habib ain't so gonna head kick. Habib's grappling. Oh yeah, Ra- yeah. Rafael Fiziev, I think is 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 a prospect to look out for. Fiziev yeah. is is a prospect. Yeah, to look he's out good. For. I, but um, Habib would take Gregor Gillespie to school. I <laughs> to school. Say, say Gillespie gets him down. Habib has bottom game that he's never seen before. I. No, that that fight wouldn't even be remotely competitive in my mind. I don't know. I mean, if you're I, gonna I know he's rank, a great wrestler, but if you're no. gonna rank the potential matchups on a style basis in the top fifteen, Gillespie has to be like top three. Like strikers just don't fare well at all. Like it has to be someone. It's got to be a wrestler to beat Khabib. I feel like. What about is what about <laughs> Islam? No, it's just literally no nobody. one. It's nobody. What about Islam? Hey, you Islam and uh, Islam and Gillespie. Yes. Islam beat them. I'm into that. That's Islam is so much. I Gregor Gillespie's five eight, That's and true. he's not. He's not. He's not the the biggest guy. What the, the hell is wrong with being five eight, Kieran? <laughs> at one fifty five, a short lot. Banter. At one fifty five, a lot. At one fifty five, a lot. It's okay. I don't choose to be this height. Zach, one day you will be able to ride the big boy rides at Six Flags. Okay. <laughs> I one don't like, day I don't you like <laughs> amusement park. So I'm okay with it. And the kitty rides are way more fun, anyways. Yeah, I mean Islam is freaking huge for that weight class he's like what like 5 11 yeah he's he's massive yeah 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 no i feel like i feel like joe rogan explaining a gorilla whenever i talk about guy size in the ufc (laughs) just a marauder he's an assassin (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness oh boy god we could have we could have islam we could have umar soon being you know a chance. Russians, hey, Russians man, we said it. It's the over. Russian takeover. We already went through the names. It's happening. I was hoping yeah. it was going to be the Nigerians, but after Sadiq Yusuf's last fight, it just, I don't know, just kind of fell off. Damn. So what, all African champs from 170 and up, and then all Russian champs from 155 <laughs> and down? I think that might be the future. You don't know. You know, Russians are great, but sometimes they don't get that big. You know, our African brothers, you know, they, they get up there. They, get up. they do. Speaking right. of Africans, this weekend no playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's also he claims to, he's from France though, isn't he? Or he lived in no, France he's he's from Cameroon. Cameroon. Yeah, he's Cameroon. But he 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 lives in France, I believe, or yeah. trains. Fra- France there. is full of like African immigrants. So even Cyril Gans parents are African. Cyril Gans, yeah. Yeah. All right. So are, is that's it? Are we moving into two sixty? Yeah, yeah. I think um yeah, I think so. I just I gotta say I am still a little depressed that that Volkanovski or because I was highly convinced that Brian Ortega was going to destroy Volkanovski. I was too. I was. I don't know, man. Volkanovski's got no love after those fights with Max He's Holloway. Tough man. He's tough. Ortega could take 
damage. He would destroy him. It was it was just the okay. I guess like the biggest question with Brian Ortega was the striking and to see what he did against Korean Zombie, how he oh, really man. has improved in those two years off. The improvement was just my goodness. Like that was that was my that might be one of the best biggest improvements I've seen from a fighter, maybe ever. Like he looked. I agree. Insane. Yeah. I mean, it was it was and Korean Zombie like. He made Korean Zombie look bad, and Korean Zombie is a stud. So I mean, it was just insane. I, I'm actually I'm not too upset that the fight got pulled. Oh no, I'm upset that the fight got pulled. But like, say Ortega won, I wouldn't want like a triangle at 145. Like Max just beats Ortega, Ortega beats Volkanovski, and Volkanovski beats Max just in a triangle over and over and over again. So you want Volk to win to then? No, 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 no. no. I, I wanted, I wanted Ortega. Then have Max the after, trilogy. After that last fight, I thought Max won, and Max is one of my favorite fighters. I'll never forgive Volkanovski for that ever, <laughs> ever. You get dropped twice, stay on the outside, and kick legs for the entire fight, and you win. Piss well, whether off. whether it's Max Ortega two, which is awesome, or if it's Max Volkanovski three, like that. I mean, one of them's gonna happen, and they're all amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I think, I, I think, I think Max Ortega two goes the same way because it's it's not yeah. it's not it's not the technique. It's the pace. It, yeah. It's that's so hard to stop. You have to yeah. have, like, I mean, Volkanovski's cardio is absolutely insane. Exactly. To be able to stop that's that, that right. onslaught and that forward pressure that Max provides, insane. Like, like you need those leg kicks that Volkanovski has to stop Max's. Like, <laughs> that's that's why I feel like he, he was not getting Volkanovski was getting like not get the credit he deserves for. Mm -hmm. And then you go see what he, what Max did to Calvin Cater, and you're like, Volkanovski stopped that. He mm -hmm. stopped that. No one stops that. Is, uh, so for 260, is there anyone outside of the main card, any fight, any person that you are that you are looking forward to, Steve? Um, <laughs> Miranda Maverick taking on Jillian Robertson, rebooked twice. Was it rebooked? I kind of forget. I feel like it happened this, a this few times. Time. This, this is the second time. But either way, this is an awesome fight, and it should be on the main. Like this should be on the main card. They should just bump this one up now that there's only four uh, main card fights. But that one to me is going to be a banger. That's Miranda awesome. Maverick gets it done. Yeah, Miranda Maverick, friend of the show. Aaron, I'm sorry. I know that you're a Jillian Robertson kind of guy, but Miranda Maverick, she's she lives up. Uh, she, she's a savage, dude. She is just, I mean, her striking, like ripped, everyone talks dude. about her as a wrestler. And what she did, her last fight, the elbow that she landed was just so clean. She's been working on her Muay Thai, she says, a lot. Um, in the times we've interviewed her, she's looked, I mean, her debut was as good as it could possibly go. And uh, I just think that she's going to be so much stronger. I think she's going to honestly be stronger than a lot of women in that division. She's, I agree. You know, Robert Robertson is slimmer. Miranda Maverick cuts weight to get to that to get to that weight. So I don't know. She's she grew up on a farm. Around <laughs> here, you know, what you say about people who grow up on farms, they got just different type of strength. It's it's just different than you know than gym built strength. That they're they're throwing hay, uh, hay bales and it's just different. And sheep and shit. Yeah, I mean it's it's a different type of strength. I think Miranda Maverick has a shot to kind of catapult herself up to the top of that division. And they'll push her. They will yeah, push her right along. Yeah. So I like Robertson. Robertson has a really good jujitsu game, but I just think Miranda Maverick is going to be relentless as hell. Aaron, I am sorry. I know you're probably going to chat us, you know, up in the chat here, but I got I'm I got to lean towards Miranda in this one. Um, I'm looking forward to Alonzo Menafield. Will Knight. I think that that might get pushed yeah, to the main card. Honestly, uh, that fight's going to be insane. Both got, uh, Knights nine and one, Menafield nine and two. 
Menafield. Was his last fight he lost or he won? I know he lost to OSP. I didn't know if that was his last fight or not. That was his last fight. He got he got stopped. He trains in yeah. Dallas. I've seen him fight. I've actually seen him fight in person at LFA. He's a freaking powerhouse. So yeah, I I think he brings it every time. It'll be it'll be fun to watch him. This fight's gonna end in a finish, one way or the other. I think. I don't know if it's don't goes- say that. Don't say that. Well, William Knight can wrestle, so it could be could be tougher. Once you say that shit, it's gonna be the biggest. The one thing I noticed with William Knight is though, like his, it was either last fight or two fights ago. They took him down, and they're trying to like move him around, and he's just so strong. Like there's no moving that dude. Both of these guys are on like the all body team. They are huge. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm looking forward to that one. I also, you know, Hannah Goldie's coming back jamie that malaki surprisingly that one's surprisingly the, the fight that i'm looking forward to i know that's surprising you guys i'm looking forward it is to, yes oh, i'm very proud of you i'm looking forward to hulk hogan's granddaughter versus jessica pinney coming back uh <laughs> it's gonna be a great time <laughs> i thought that this was Otman azatar it's not it's his, i think it's his brother isn't it it's it's abu bakar nurmagomedov is that what you're talking about yeah oh no yeah, there's yeah. an oh, no 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 there's no, an no, azatar no, no, and a nurmagomedov yeah, yeah, yeah yes I thought that that was Ottman Azatar. I said, shit, he's back already after the whole potato incident. But uh, yeah, no. So that's not. It's Abu Azatar. I don't know much about him. Uh, but is that is that Khabib's cousin, Abu Abu Bakar yes, or whatever? Yes, Abu Bakar, uh, known as, honestly, the disappointment of the family, sadly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. He's he got three losses, didn't he, or something? No, yeah. he's he's He, he plays games on Twitch and, you know. Hey. Doesn't really. No, no, no. There's nothing wrong with that. But but whenever you're not, whenever you're not taking your your training as seriously, you got to be wrestling bears as outside. His late dad said, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he he fought in PFL was kind of a up and down fighter. He did he did pretty well, but don't expect could be level <laughs> or Islam level. No, no Umar hype. None of that. Is uh, I, I don't know. Is Khabib going to be in his corner? Or did they shun yeah. him? Because he's no, got I mean, three think, losses. No, Habib's gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Habib should be there. Yeah. You lose one time, you get shunned. Yeah. Yeah. There's no. There's no staying in this family if you lose fights. <laughs> Their records are insane. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's got. He's fifteen and three, and people are like, Yeah, yeah we're we're saying he's, he's a disappointment. He's a disappointment. He's fifteen yeah. three and one. Yeah. Come on. Damn. Pretty much. That's 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 a yeah. tough. This to is this up. is uh this is his UFC debut. So, last time he was in the UFC octagon, he was uh getting punched by Conor McGregor. After uh after the fight, oh, he was in that scuffle. <laughs> but, yeah, nice. he was. He was the one that, that blitzed across and got hit. Even yeah, uh, even Abdul yeah. said that uh he was the biggest disappointment. Also, uh, bu- or Kieran, you're getting some shit in the chat here. Bunny has a Twitch. What's wrong with that? I have a Twitch the too. Funny defenders come out. Oh my goodness, I have a Twitch you know, too. You know what's funny? Nothing wrong with Twitch. We're actually live DJ on Twitch, Twitch too. Thanks for uh, the defense there. Appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> We're actually live on Twitch, so make sure you go follow us on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Also, I think Jamie Malarkey's on the main card, but I love saying his name, Jamie Malaki. 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 What's fun thing to say? So, all right, let's get into it. I gotta pull up. I gotta pull up. Do you guys want to make picks for uh, for Menafield and William Knight just in case it gets? I would. Card. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do it. Also, Steve had a good week last week. Uh, about time, getting, man. It's about time. You're getting closer. You're getting closer to me in the standings kieran kieran's gonna get a pass because he he joined late so we'll see what he ends up with though at the end of the year i'm on like a winning streak with main events i'm going nutty with my main event picks let's go uh, all right so espn is an awful freaking app because they still have uh shane young on this on this card um but all right yeah so we'll start with william knight and alonzo menafield uh since that's probably i would assume that would probably be the fight that gets bumped to the main card um, so you got William Knight 
nine and one. His only loss was uh, actually against a dude that's actually in the UFC, Tafan and Chukwi, uh, who was pretty. He's a built like a freaking brick shit house, dude. That dude is massive. Uh, but so this fight is actually rebooked. It was actually supposed to happen February twenty seventh. Got canceled. Um, you know, Menafield or uh, Knights looked really really good so far. I would say Menafield is a decent jump in competition compared to who he's fought. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Both guys, as we said, all body team. Alonzo Menafield, his last fight, he's actually on a two-fight losing streak. He lost to Devin Clark and lost to OSP. So he's looking to turn it around. He has he has a win over Paul Craig, though. Paul Craig, kind of a guy, sometimes looks good, sometimes looks like shit. You don't really know what you're getting from him. So it's a tough one to go with. My I think that William Knight, a little bit more well-rounded than Alonzo Menafield. I think he can wrestle a little bit. Menafield is a guy that I think he tires out for one. I think that his cardio has been an issue in the past. And also, I think William Knight, for being as big as he is, actually has pretty decent cardio and a good wrestler. Um, I'm going to go William Knight. I'm going to go by... I think that I think that this fight ends in a stoppage. But with that being said, he could wrestle fuck Alonzo Menafield for three rounds and not finish him. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I do think he'll go for a couple takedowns, but I'm going to go Menif- or uh, I'm going to go William Knight. I'm going to go by knockout, but uh, I, I'm going to, I think if it ends in a knockout, it might be a ground and pound situation maybe, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I'm going, I'm going uh, William Knight on this one, even though he big leagued us when we, when we asked him for an interview, he said, yeah. And then just never. Oh, responded. he did. Oh, I thought really? about that. Oh, yeah, he no. did. Huh. It's okay. Um, though. Man, that that does play a factor in this decision too, because I was gonna go with William Knight. I did really like his last fight. I think he was um pretty big underdog in that one. That was his UFC debut, Dana White contender series guy. Uh Menafield, i I was like pretty big on Menafield up until the last two fights. Uh the OSP one especially. He just I don't really know how he got put out by that punch, but that just raises a little bit of concerns on the chin. And I do like that Knight can wrestle. So I, I will I'll go with Knight and I'll go decision decision boston or bunny i always want to call you boston <laughs> comment. sorry okay call me whatever you want uh i have night by tko any reason i just think he's he's got the upper hand i'm i'm looking forward to it mm. versus Menafield. I don't, i'm honestly not too familiar with either one so that one was um i did some research on and watched some of their highlights this morning and i just think i think he's got it yeah i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with alonzo minifield you don't uh, say yeah, I mean, he's from Dallas. Uh, I just think he's going to catch William Knight with a big old black explosive right hand. And uh, it'll, it'll make me very happy. So that's uh, that's my pick for that one. Isn't, doesn't uh, doesn't um, Knight train out by Boston or something like that? Yes, yeah, he's he's in the – I think he's like Connecticut. I think he okay. might be with Tyson. I don't know. Yeah, because I always see Tyson uh, Chartier always reposting stuff about William I Knight. Think but he I must don't be ever see agent. him like at Lozons or anything. So I don't think he trains – yeah, I don't know where he trains. I also know that William Knight owns his own gym because I always see him posting videos of like fifty-year-old women doing his workout plans on his Instagram. Change my pick, Carrie. Let's uh, go for it. I think Knight's going to get knocked off his noble steed here and end up in the Menafield minefield. So I'm going with the uh, the Menafield knockout. Okay. Yeah, he he fights out of Connecticut. He's with like you know Parker Porter. Yeah. They fight together, oh, but they're I all managed. Parker Porter. Yeah, you know Parker Porter. They <laughs> all sound Porter like Dana. You sound like, you guys the, sound like he's Dana. He's the beefiest guy in the UFC, I feel like. He's a, he's a big man. 
Yeah, but he's right. He rides with Tyson Chardier as well. You guys sound like Dana trying to hype up Jim Crute as a co-main event on a pay-per-view in his debut. Hey, hey, no <laughs> shit on Jimmy Crute. Jimmy I Crute. like Jim Crute, but nobody knew who he was. He's like, you guys don't know Jim Crute? He's like, no, he hasn't fought in the UFC yet. He has like six fights. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, you don't know Parker Porter? No, I don't know Parker <laughs> Porter. <laughs> you look up Parker Porter. He's beefy. I, remember, I mean, he lost to Chris Dawkins, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Parker Porter just won his last fight, though. I forget against who. Yeah, it was against uh, uh, Josh Parisian. Yes. Contender Series guy who was... <laughs> so, not that... <laughs> Absolute shitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, All God. right, Steve, take us to the next one. All right, so we're opening up main card, right? Jamie Malaki taking Malaki. on Kama Worthy. I'm a fan of Kama Worthy, man. I am a fan of him. I don't know too, too much about Jamie Malaki. Uh, he's only 26 years old, 12 and four pro record. Oh, and two in the UFC. Um, he did fight Brad Riddell in a, a regional circuit. I think it was outside of the UFC. Oh, that was in the UFC. My he bad. Beat the oh. shit out of, Oh my God. I couldn't believe that he was still alive after that, after that fight. That was insane. But yeah, I had a uh, Riddell. Yeah. That was in the UFC. He fought Volkanovsky. Back yeah. in like 2016, got TKO'd by him. Um, but he's a wrestler, eight takedowns in two UFC fights. Kama Worthy has kind of shown that he can do it all a little bit. Uh, he's got the knockout power. He has a submission on record. He sub Louis Pena, Violent Bob Ross. Um, TKO'd De Devontae Smith, which is a tough, tough opponent. And they were like friends. I think they trained together. Some beef going on there. So he started out 2 0 and then uh, faced Ottoman Azatar and got clocked early round one, which was a tough one for him. Um, but I really like Kama Worthy in this one. I feel like Malaki, when he faces a, faces a striker, he just he struggles against them. And Kama Worthy just has seen like he, he can really get it done striking. So I have no problem taking Kama Worthy in this one. And I will go with – I'll go TKO. I, I'm going. I'm going. Uh, Kama worthy by TKO too. The body of work is just better. He's got. He's fought better opponents. Got wins against better opponents. Uh, I love saying Jamie Malaki, but I don't <laughs> think we're going to be. I don't think we're going to be hearing Jamie Malaki from anybody after this fight. I think Kama worthy <laughs> gets it done. I think TKO is perfect. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, I think. I think that it might be a brutal KO. I think Kama worthy might get a 50k bonus. I'm putting it out there. I wish you could bet on it because I would bet that Kama Worthy gets a bonus after this fight. That's just the kind of the way I see it going. Kieran, you can go this time. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I'm going to go with Kama Worthy. I mean, the only time I've seen Jamie Malarkey in the UFC, he was a punching bag. I mean, it's Mal like, it's it, Malaki. Ma well, Malaki. It's Malarkey. From the South. Malarkey. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so, no, uh, but, but, but Jamie Malaki. Uh, yeah, I, I I just I didn't see anything too crazy. He's a very tough guy, very tough guy. Um, so I think the the later the fight goes, the better chance he has. I think Kamal Worthy's a threat earlier on in the fight, but I'm gonna go with Kamal Worthy. I love Karen, my topics, so I'm going Malarkey, and I'm going with TKO. Ooh. I think he's got something oh. to prove. I think he's got something to prove. I think he's made it. He's made it up to the main card. He's not. I don't think he's gonna let himself go out by by KO from from this uh, worthy guy. I just, 
This worthy guy. He's definitely got something to prove. That's a carry move. Once again, I I like these fights where people are one loss away from getting cut, and he's definitely in that spot right now. He's fighting for it. Karen likes that when they're fighting for that spot. I like like when you're fighting for your job. It's a completely different thing. He's got something to prove. He's just just like Sean. She said said this worthy guy. He's got wins over Devontae Smith, Louis Pena, freaking Jamie Malarkey. He's fought Paul Felder, (laughs) Billy Kyle Nelson. I said what I said. Move on. <laughs> Carrie. Um, well, I mean, you got one guy that's named after bullshit, and then you got the other guy who's having and showing the qualities or abilities that merit recognition in a specified way. So, how do you not go with the guy that's worthy? Right? So, I'm going worthy knockout. That was a good one. That was a good one. Ooh, it's going to taste so good. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's going to taste like bullshit, bunny. <laughs> <laughs> it will. Shut up, Gary. Uh, Tom Ward's uh, nickname is also the Death Star. Just, just oh, saying. Yeah, that, the that's Death pretty Star. Badass. Come on, uh, Kieran. Would you want to do a preview or an intro into a fight? Uh, yeah, sure. It's a good one. It's a good one. Okay, okay, all right. So the next one we got coming up is uh, Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida. Uh, Thomas Almeida. Uh, I mean, he, he started off hot in his UFC career. He's been on a three-fight losing streak and hasn't fought. I mean, he's fought one fight since 2018, so it's he's been kind of up and down. And of course, Sean O'Malley's coming off of that controversial, in my opinion, loss to uh, to Cheeto Vera. Uh, I think he looked impressive up until that point, whenever he got his leg kicked into jelly. Uh, so <laughs> it, it'll be interesting. I got some hot takes about Sean O'Malley, but uh, I'm picking O'Malley. Uh, what are you guys interested? <laughs> or who, who are you guys picking? I'm interested to know what your hot takes are because I'm an anti O'Malley guy. <laughs> yeah, we're very anti O'Malley. Yeah. I think okay. it's a douchebag, but. I, I don't disagree that he's a douchebag and a little weird, but I think he's a very talented fighter. And sure. the Cheeto Vera, and, I, and I think the Cheeto Vera loss, I mean, although, yes, it is fair and square, I, I don't blame the dude for saying he has an undefeated mentality after that loss. Oh. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Of course you're going to learn from it, but at the same time, it's – I mean, whenever you lose a fight because your leg just went out on you, you know? like I mean, like, for instance, but, but they, he, he recovers from that. It's, it's the same exact thing that happened to Henry Cejudo in the first DJ fight. You don't know what would have happened right after that. You know, right. say he could just get on granite. He did get taken down and then stopped on the ground. He got rocked. He got beat up bad on the ground whenever he got on his back. But I think Sean O'Malley as a striker is insanely gifted. I mean, a guy that big, that long, and that quick, that's a problem for a lot of people. Uh, I'm interested to see him come back. I hope he's, I hope he's very active this year, but – the only problem is the dude's made of glass. I mean, Jesus, every time he, it seems like he's getting hurt. You know, uh, it might be all the weed or methamphetamines that he's trying. I don't know, but I, I hope he gets it back. But I think Sean O'Malley is a very talented fighter. And I think, honestly, I think he can be one of the best strikers in this division. I think he gives a lot of these top guys issues on the feet. So, yeah. The, the only thing I had to say again with the Vera thing is, I think it was completely fair and square. And I know that his leg technically gave out, but it only gave out because he was hit with the leg kicks with the, the kicks to the shin. And that's what happened. That happened. Drop Michael foot. Chandler. Your foot just goes numb. Like you can't move it. You can't do anything. It's jelly. Like you said. So it was not like a freak injury. Like it just happened because of, um, no, it happened because of a offense. Kick. Yeah. It happened because so, of I'm, I'm not saying that I'm not, but at the same time, you don't expect your leg to react in such a way. You know, I agree. But it's like right. Connor, like you know, Connor took the leg kicks and his leg just died. It gave up, and then he got pieced up after that. It just yeah. now that's like a part. That was kind of like before all these leg kicks were kind of coming into play. Mm. That was one of like the first ones that we saw, and we were like, "Wait, what just happened?" 
Yeah. I, I, I agree. I mean, I think he lost fair and square, like I said. But at the same time, I I don't think he, it, it was like a, a fight in which he just got dominated tactically. You know? Yeah, I agree. And, and if, if I'm a fighter, I'm going in with that same mentality. Like, okay, yes, you beat me, but you beat me because you kicked me in this certain area of my leg that fucked me up and, and had me incapacitated. You know? Like, it it's... Yeah. I don't even know if I said that word right. Zach? What incapacitated? incapacitated? I think you're good. I think you're yeah. good there. I have so don't many ask, fucking wrinkles ask, in my brain. Oh my don't god! Ask me. You do not want to ask me for vocabulary <laughs> advice. That is oh, no. all I have. You're to the say. teacher. I gotta. I gotta ask. I'm a gym teacher. A gym hey, teacher. <laughs> you had to go to school to get some sort of degree. Am I right? Yeah. You want to know what classes I took? I took dodgeball. I took all these like you, <laughs> you don't take. You don't take. I didn't take English class. So uh, yeah, no. I, don't ask me. Uh, no. For so for me. I, I understand what you're saying with the O'Malley, you know, the undefeated mentality. I don't mind the mentality. It's the fact that he literally, I think, thinks he's undefeated. Like yes. that to me is a little bit different. Um, listen, Sean O'Malley, I think we can all agree, is talented as hell. And I think that he really does. If he can keep his head on straight, I think that he is as talented as they come. I really, really do. But it's just everything else. That being said, though, I think he's going to absolutely destroy Thomas O'Malley. Tom, oh uh, yeah, Almeida. I think that um, Almeida. This is a perfect fight for him to come back to, yeah. you know, and get and get a win. I think that he's going to knock out Almeida. So you can quick. put that down in the book. Yeah, I think it's going to be a quick finish. Um, you look at Almeida's last three. I mean, he, all three losses are to good competition, but you know, Jimmy Rivera, Rob Font, Jonathan Martinez. But every good fighter he's fought, he's lost to. His only wins are against shit. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, anytime he's fought, he's facing anyone that has any sort of fight IQ, I feel like he loses. So I'm going to go Sean O'Malley KO in this one. Um, I just, you know, I hope O'Malley can kind of turn things around and not be as much of a douchebag as he is right now. Yeah, I, I think is this douche. is um, <laughs> he's definitely a douche. And that plays into the whole thing. Like, we don't like him. We want to see him lose. He's got the rainbow hair, him and Casey Kenny on the podcast. I just I don't like O'Malley. Um, but like you said, he's an incredible fighter, not taking away from that, especially at 135. He's a big guy, tall, lanky. He's going to really be a problem. And I think this is a perfect fight. So you lose to Cheeto Vera, you take a step back, you face Thomas Almeida. Someone, honestly, he's going to get starched here. We're going to all pretty much say that. Um, Thomas Almeida went 16 and 0 to start his MMA career. He was four and 0 in the UFC, three finishes. The hype was all there. But then, like you said, Zach, he faced, uh, Cody Garbrandt. Jimmy Rivera, Rob Font, all these guys. He lost to all of them. Stopped in 2018 because of a bad eye injury. Comes back, loses loses to Jonathan Martinez. Very handedly, unanimous decision. Um, I think Almeida is just going to be in, in a whole world of trouble here. O'Malley is going to starch him probably pretty early on. We'll go round one on it. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think I think he's special. And honestly, in a loaded division like 135, I hope that we get more contenders. I even want more. I want more. I want craziness. I think he could be a top 10 guy without a doubt. I will think he be is a top 10 soon. guy right now. I I don't know. I would love to see that Cheeto Vera fight ran back. I'm not going to lie. I think that would yeah. be great to run back next after he runs through Almeida. You could be looking at Almeida getting cut. That's tough. He probably I mean, will. That would be four in a row. I, I think. Yeah. Nope, so that means Almeida's going to win. He's fighting for his job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Before I say my pick, just remember that you guys invited me on the podcast, okay? You oh, man. Me. We love having you I on. Have I'm not going against the Brazilian fighter, and I just fucking hate Sean. 
and I just want his mentality to be stomped. So I'm I'm taking the bold pick. You guys can roll your eyes all you want, but I'm going on. You want the finish? I want the finish. I want the KO. I, I wouldn't even hate that, to be honest. I would not I would not hate that. But until then, I'm sticking with my pick. I already posted it on Instagram. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, don't with it. I don't want to pick O'Malley, but we're in a competition here. And I know damn well Thomas Almeida is not winning this fight. <laughs> I think it's a win-win. We either see O'Malley starch him quick and it's a viral knockout. Or if Almeida knocks him out, that's a win for everyone. <laughs> Valley. <laughs> oh, oh goodness! Now I, <laughs> I, I take though. I understand that. I'm not. I'm not yeah. to that. It's a tough just, pick. Yeah, I'm going. Technically speaking, I just think I made is a little too slow, and, and yep. a little too flat footed. He's heavier. I don't know. It might. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this, to know. me though, this is like this is we want to get Sean a highlight. So yeah. This we're gonna yes. we're gonna give him we're gonna this give him someone back. that that he can pick apart so That's not yeah. good. To, come on i need the brazilian to say Ski eddie oh, wineland yeah. yeah i got i got i got o'malley via one punch or spinning wheel kick <laughs> Ooh, give me the spinning wheel kick i would love it edson barbosa yes. terry adam stiffness I'd want yeah. yeah yeah and and you know this is a perfect fight for dana because sean gets the win and then dana can cut another person and that's a one less person in the ufc for him there you go um, all right, so then we have no. wait, 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 Carrie, oh. Carrie, Carrie. Right. This once on, every Sam. episode, once an episode, once Goodness an episode. Please, let me get my words out. Man. He said, No, <laughs> God, you scared me. <laughs> oh boy, all right. Uh, Almeida the tomato, you know, if we know anything about tomatoes, they got <laughs> hold on, let me finish. Sorry, if we know anything about tomato, <laughs> tomatoes, they're full of acid, right? O'Malley's gonna take that hit of acid, he's not gonna be able to handle it. O'Malley's turned into a Sally. This one's going to end up in Almeida's win tally. Oh! Almeida KO. Oh, oh shit. Wow. Almeida the tomato can is what he's going to be looking like in this fight. The tomato can. <laughs> yeah. And crushed. Oh, man. That's, that's uh, two Almeidas on the board. And who's to say Sean O'Malley could not fight on acid? He's probably done it before. I'm sure he does it every time. Probably. He's definitely done it before. He's yeah. <laughs> yeah. from Montana. I can't stress this enough. There's nothing to do in Montana. They have a lot of meth no. labs. I know that. Yeah. All right. We have Tyron Woodley. We got Vicente Luque. This is a fight that I have been looking. It's it's like kind of catch 22 because I was like a huge fan of Tyron Woodley as he was a champ. I hated when people used to give him shit because he would fight conservative. It's like one of those things. He had great fight IQ. Why, you know, why enter a danger zone when you can easily you know, get wins and, and no matter, a win is a win. You get two checks when you're the champ. If the check is bigger, a win is a win. So for a while I kind of, you know, was all in on Woodley as of now though, Woodley, I feel like is done, man. It, it's, it's a, it's a mindset thing. I think physically he's still there. I think physically he's a freak, you know, at his age, it's insane, but mentally he's he has black. <laughs> mentally he has not he just hasn't been there man it's 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 sad to see it's like he's just a shell of himself he's almost scared to strike his wrestling i mean he got wrestle fucked by colby for all those rounds uh, you know i just listen vizente luke is not going to wrestle him i'm not saying that uh vizente luke is going to go in there and try to take his head off i think it's going to be a lot for woodley unless he's seen a sports psychiatrist and he's starting to figure things out I don't see it going any better for Tyron Woodley. This could be the last time we see Tyron Woodley in the UFC octagon. If he loses, he's definitely done. Um, 
it, listen, I know it's a kind of a big step for Luke and he didn't do great against wonder boy. He lost against wonder boy, but wonder boy is at a different level right now than what Tyron Woodley is. Tyron Woodley has not been in the right mind mindset. Vicente Luque is a killer. He doesn't get really put away. Uh, he, he will take damage. So even I think if Tyron lands a couple shots, I don't see Luque going out. On the other hand, though, I can see Tyron Woodley getting flatlined in this fight, and it sucks to say. Um, Dana White hates Tyron Woodley, so I think he is ready for Tyron to be out of the UFC. I'm going Vicente Luque. I'm going knockout. Um, you know, It pains me to say because I love Tyron Woodley, but... I think his time in the UFC and his time, I think he really should retire, especially if this fight uh, goes south for him quick. I could even see it being ended quick. I could see Vicente Luque going out there and just throwing a freaking ton of shots and just landing one or two, get get Woodley. I don't know if we'll see Woodley actually get flatlined, but I could see him up against the cage just wearing an endless amount of damage. And then, you know, if Herb Dean's in there, it might go a couple more minutes if he's not in there, uh, which is not the main event. So we, we might actually be spared. Um, a death and uh you know i but at the end of the day i think vicente luca gets it done so i i have woodley do you guys want me to do my thing now or do you want to shit on me later like how do you want to do this no we'll shit on you now all right, <laughs> all, right. Go ahead. all right well the the defense i have i am taking tyron woodley and it's for the fact that as you mentioned uh zach that the last three fights woodley's face gilbert burns colby covington kamara usman the three best in the division, without a doubt. Um, the way that they win those fights is by landing the takedowns, getting control. Usman had almost 18 minutes of control. Gilbert Burns almost had eight. Or he had about eight minutes of control. And Colby had about 12 minutes of control. So that was really the method of victory for those guys. That's their kind of style. They can do that. Um, in steps Vicente Luque, who, while he has a good ground game, I think he's a brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, he never uses it. He never goes for the takedowns. This is a guy who's fallen in love with striking, and he will strike to death. He goes to war every time, uh, lands at 5.72 significant strikes per minute, gets hit even more at 5.82. He goes to war. He likes to get hit. Um, I can just see this. It's going to go that way. They're going to get into an exchange where they're just throwing haymakers at each other. I'm not confident in the pick of Woodley, but I do think if it goes that way, that's the way that Woodley's going to win. And even add in the fact that Woodley can wrestle. I know we haven't seen any of his skills in a long time with that department, but um, he still has that in his back pocket. But I see this going in. They're just going to go in a phone booth, and I think Woodley can catch him. I think he, you know, he obviously comes in an incredible shape. He stills on the all-body team. He can definitely land a big shot here. So I love Vicente Luque. I'm a massive fan. I think he's a big dark horse in this division. Um, but I am going to take Woodley, and this is the last straw that I'm giving him because I do think if he loses this, he retires. I somewhat agree with you, but let me give you my let, let, let me give you the breakdown. All right. Since I've been watching MMA, Tyron Woodley has been the same exact fighter. He has done the same exact thing every single time out there. A blueprint was set by Rory McDonald all the way back in 2014 when he was one win away from a title shot. What he does is he stays back on the fence. If you want a closed range recklessly, he will blast you with a big-ass right hand. That's it. He, he doesn't walk opponents down. He doesn't take the center of the cage or try to get in exchanges. He backs up and he waits for you to overcommit and leave something out there. Boom. Big ass right hand. Oh, yeah. 
16 rounds in a row. If you... <laughs> <laughs> Full story, no. bro, says Woodley's lost 16 rounds in a row if you include the teacher on that game show. Yeah, he was, he was on a game show for The Rock on NBC and lost to some school teacher. It was embarrassing. <laughs> but Rory McDonald set the blueprint to beat him years ago. Kamara Usman followed it to a T and also implemented pressure and wrestling. I mean, well, the pressure is always there because Woodley's going to back up. I mean, my friends say if, if Woodley was to fight in Fenway Park, he would find a way <laughs> to be back on the fence. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where he's fighting. He would fight. He could be fighting in a 70-foot octagon, and he will be up against the fence. <laughs> I, Kamara Usman figured it out. Gilbert Burns followed the same exact game plan, and so did Colby Covington. It, draw out the right hand. out. If you don't do that, you don't have a problem. Da- Damian Maya didn't have the takedown acumen or the wrestling acumen to get him to the ground. Darren Till closed distance recklessly and got clipped. Steven Thompson was a little too timid, a little too gun shy. I, it's It's been the same thing over and over again. He has a blitz with a right hand, or he stays back and counters with the right hand. That being said, when you're going against someone like Luke, who does like closing range recklessly, you could you could have a problem there. So I don't think you're out of out of out of out of out of pocket for saying that that you could pick Woodley for the, for this because I can definitely see Woodley landing a huge right hand. But I will say this: if he can't, he's going to get stopped very violently by Vincent Luque <laughs> because I and, I and I think this is going to be the first fight that you see Vincent like that did you see Tyra Woodley not win or lose by a long drawn out decision. Uh, this fight's going to be pressure and they're, they're going to be swinging in there I, I just don't know if Tyron Woodley's in the same space as he was before with his explosiveness you know with with that with that with that counter ability because that's all seeing and reactions is and the older that you get it gets harder and harder and harder I'm gonna go with Vincente Luque by violent knockout after all that anyway <laughs> you know what's funny I, is- I wouldn't be surprised if Tyron Woodley won right. their records Vicente Luque, 19-7-1. Tyron Woodley, 19-6-1. That's mm. pretty crazy. That's crazy. I, my, my, and uh, we got to let Bunny and, and you know Carrie make their picks, but I got to say, I just feel like Woodley has been more gun-shy than previous. Like, he just doesn't seem – it's just – I don't know. There's something like I, – I agree with Kieran. Like, he does. Like, it's always the back against the cage, but there's just something of recent in those fights – he just doesn't pull the trigger on like this on is, strikes. He just is very, very timid. It's for some reason. I think Usman killed him. Really, they, they 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 don't give him the opportunity to. It's yeah, range. so it's much distance. pressure. It's it, it's it's jabs, it's range, and it's distance. Anytime that you get in there, they know that a right hand's gonna come. Darren Till got caught lunging in with a horrible lead uppercut, horrible ass lead uppercut, and got blasted. It. All these fights that you see were, that were boring, like against Damian Maya, like against Steven Thompson, he's just as gun shy in those fights as he has been in his last three. It's because they're not giving him the opportunity to explode onto them. You know, pun not intended. <laughs> <laughs> Bunny, <yeah>. God. <laughs> Bunny? I have uh, Luke by KO as well. I don't know about violent. I mean, yeah. If it's going to be KO, it's probably going to be pretty nasty. Um, but I wanted to say submission at first, but I changed it to KO afterwards. Submission? Yeah. I thought I thought that would be – I mean, Woodley, like you say, he's, that would have been an easy easy submission. But I think I think hands is where it's going to go down. Yeah, but Zente Luke yeah. too violent. Yeah. Luke, I, I think, have, you, have you seen Tyron Woodley get knocked out before by, by Nate Marcourt? I think this fight might resemble something close to that. I mean, dude got uppercutted 
like while he was falling down. It was really tough. If you guys have seen that knockout, you might want to go back and look. It's literally falling down, and Nate Marquardt hits him with an uppercut so hard that it pops his head back up, and he almost stays up for a couple more seconds to eat more uppercuts. It was awful, but yeah. Yeah, I also want to just toss in there. I thought this was pretty cool. I didn't know this is Luke's 16th UFC fight. He's been in the UFC for that long. That's pretty insane. I feel like his name has just kind of gotten fired just recently. Uh, he's only 29 years old, man. Like he really is a dark horse in that division. I'm excited. He's so exciting too. He's so good, dude. He's the Nico so Price exciting. fight, the Mike Perry fight. Like they go to war. He gets every hit. fight. Oh my god, it's insane. Even when he's yeah. getting his ass whooped in spectacular fashion, it's fun. Yeah. When he let made Stephen Wonderboy Thompson let his hands go. That was fun. He just kept. He's like, all yeah. right, fucking. He I'm brings it out. Him, I, exactly. He brings it out of him. He's like, I'll eat five to give you one. I don't give a shit, yeah. and I love it. And that's the other thing is I just don't think Woodley is one punch going to do it for Woodley. Like, is one punch going to going to put the lights out on Vicente Luque? That's a lot uh, of power. I mean, Woodley. It, it, it is. Woodley, Woodley, Woodley puts anyone on Queer Street with, with one good right hand. I don't care who you are. Yeah. But I just – if Luque is ready for it, I the game the, – the blueprint has been set. So I just – now everybody's following. Rory McDonald did the same exact thing to Tyron Woodley that that Usman and Burns and and Covington did. He did it five years ago. I'm surprised that nobody followed it because they probably just didn't have the skill set to. You know, you haven't had anyone that's as well rounded. No one in Tyron Woodley's resume has been as well rounded as these last three opponents that he's fought. Exactly. They're smart. They know exactly. exactly. Yeah. They're strikers. Yeah, and I think Luke is on his way up. So I think I I, I got to take Luke there. Um, yeah, I, I play this game called Escape from Tarkov, and there's this one map called Woods, and I absolutely despise it. Always getting sniped out of nowhere, so I'm all out on anything wood in it. Uh, so I'm going Luke El Duque coming in to close this one out with a knockout. Hey, just saying, last week I took Brunson, I was the only one, and he won. So lock it in for Woodley, plus money. Yeah, but I'm actually, don't that. don't. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not betting any money. <laughs> don't put money on that. <laughs> All right, Steve, you could take us to the main event. Oh shit, the main event: Stepe Miocic, oh. the goat? Question mark. Uh, taking on Francis Ngannou for a second time. Uh, Stepe Miocic. I mean, everybody knows Stepe. Twenty and three pro record. Fourteen and three in the UFC. Has been a champ for a long time. Uh, we've, you know, famous for all the DC fights that he's had. And, you know, we obviously saw him fight Francis Ngannou not too, too long ago, which is where I'll probably go with this in a little bit, but Francis Ngannou riding a four fight win streak right now, um, basically lost to Stipe. Then he put on the snooze fest against Derek Lewis. Then he's just been knocking everyone out all round one knockouts, just blitzing people and catching them with massive shots. That's what he does. Um, and I, I don't know about you guys. But I feel like not much has changed. The only thing that I'm going to say that has changed is that Francis Ngannou now has Kamara Usman in his corner, is helping him wrestle. I just feel like even with that happening, Francis's like body type and just the way that he fights, it just doesn't really translate to wrestling. And so I see this really the same exact thing happening in this fight. Um, I know. I think we actually picked Francis to be the, the heavyweight champ by, by both me and Zach, but I am going to flip my pick here. Uh, just the more that I was looking into it, I was just really thinking, I don't think much has really changed, but we just saw Stipe against DC looking you know, lean as quick as ever. He still has all the cardio in the world. I don't know, man. I, I just think that Stipe can do the same exact thing that he did last time out, just 
withstand that one round, the one round barrage that's coming. If he withstands that, if he can take him down, hold him down, it's easy. It's an easy win. I, I just think Francis is really that one dimensional. I think Stipe is going to get this one done, but I think he's actually going to finish this one. So give me Stipe TKO. Damn. First, I feel betrayed, Steve, because you and I had a had a pact on uh, Francis and Ganu. Uh, yeah, we but, do have a click on that. We'll have to delete. Uh, but listen, I agree. I think that if the fight goes past the first round, it's going to start leaning towards Stipe's favor. But the big difference for me in the, the first fight to this fight, Stipe has been knocked out. He was knocked out by DC. Um, he's older from the first fight. He, I think coming in thin is a bad idea. I don't, I don't like that for Stipe. I think that he needs to come in at, you know, whatever weight he, he fought up before. Um, he does have the cardio advantage. He does have the wrestling advantage, but my thing is the first fight, he still wore damage. He still wore damage in that first round against Stipe or against Francis. I don't think that he can wear that much damage again and, and survive. You know, he, he lost to DC by knockout. I kind of put a lot of stock into that. And Francis, man, we haven't seen a guy with that kind of power possibly since Mike Tyson. Like that power is just next level. Um, it just takes one. He could throw 50 windmill hooks at Stipe and it's going to take one and that's going to do it. Um, I have a really hard time taking Stipe in this fight. And it's not, it's not the skill set. It's Stipe is more skilled than Francis Ngannou. For me, it's like I got this gut feeling. You know, you get the gut feeling in certain fights. And for me personally, I just have this gut feeling on Francis Ngannou. I don't, I feel like we're going to see Stipe get slept. And I feel like it's going to be fast. I feel like I see it happening in a minute, two minutes. I, I think that this fight is going to be very quick. And I think, you know, Stipe is going to be flatlined fairly fast. It's And it sucks because I love Stipe. But like I said, first fight, he wore the damage. He's fought a couple times since then. He's older. Francis is a freaking scary ass man, dude. I I don't see that happening again. And just look at, I mean, he's, I understand like he's, he's literally steamrolled everyone else, everyone else. Like this is the last hurdle. Um, I got Stipe winning or Francis winning by knockout. And uh, yeah, I think that Francis is going to be the champ by the end of 2021 too. I, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of, a lot of guys that were not going to be able to stand that power from, from uh, Francis. Okay. He said, okay. The big one. <laughs> all right. Strap so, in, everyone. <laughs> let me let me explain it this way. All right. I think a lot is being taken from that from that Stipe Miocic fight the first time around, where Francis fought absolutely nothing like he had fought before. Came in, in the worst shape that he looked in in all of his UFC fights. Go back and look. He weighed in as heavy as he ever has. He was in France two weeks before. He looked way bigger than than ever before. Not cut, but bloated. Uh, and 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 he went out there with the mentality of, "Oh, no one can take my power. Screw it. I'm just going to run right at him." He has fought more than one round before. Earlier in the UFC, he fought two full rounds against Curtis Blades and dominated him the first time they fought. He fought two rounds against Luis Enrique and knocked him out in the second round. Whenever he is patient, I think he is one of the most unbeatable fighters on the roster. And we saw that against Derek Lewis. Too much, though. Too much patience because Derek wasn't just going to blitz in and give him counter opportunities. Most Curtis Blades. Yeah, Curtis Blades, you saw him go out there. Even, even though these, these fights, 
ended super duper quick. Most of them he looked patient in. The one that that concerns me though was his last fight against Rosenstrike. Yeah. If he fights like that against Stipe Miocic, he's going to lose. He's going to lose. But his wrestling has improved. And I think a lot of people were, were oh, he can't wrestle at all. He sucks at wrestling. I, dude was dog tired and throwing huge hooks. Well, and Stipe was just reading him easily, just getting under him. Like whenever he was at range and saw a shot coming, he defended it. You go back and watch the fight. Whenever he was at range and saw a shot coming, he defended it. I the dude is huge, obviously. He's got explosive hips, he's fast, and he has good footwork. If he uses that footwork and he's patient, I think this fight's easy win for Francis Ngannou. An easy win for Francis Ngannou. If he goes out there and he thinks, oh, no one can take my power, I can eat five to give you one, he's going to do that. But I think against Rosenstrike, he might have been like, Rosenstrike hasn't attempted a takedown in his entire UFC career. <laughs> Fuck it. He's not going to duck under these punches. He's just going to try to counter me, you know? So he went out there and just slept him. That simple. I think this fight's relatively easy for Francis Ngannou if he's patient. And I think he's been training these three years to fight Stipe again. I I like Stipe. I really do. I think he's the heavyweight GOAT for sure. But I think if Francis would have gone in with a better game plan and in better shape that first fight and would have been patient, he would have won. And that's just that's just how I feel about it. But he didn't. He wasn't focused. He came in huge. Like you get you guys can go back and look at pictures of him at the weigh-ins for the Stipe fight versus him at the weigh-ins for the Derek Lewis fight. Looks like two completely different men. Yeah, I saw them both. It, 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 he looks completely different. He was bloated as all hell. Traveled to France two weeks before. I, I think I think Francis Ngannou takes this fight rather easily if he's patient. But that's a huge if because when you have someone that has that sort of power, you don't know what they're going to come in like. You know, you don't know how a person's going to react mentally to a person that they got dominated by against before. You know, uh, yeah, I, I got I got Francis. A, a patient Francis destroys Stipe, in my opinion. But yeah, I just can't wait to watch either of these dudes fight John Jones. I think that's going to be great. If Stipe, but I can definitely see Stipe winning. If Stipe wins, I, I think John Jones beats him easy. I'm not going to lie. I think I think John Jones versus Francis, very hard fight for John Jones. But anyway, I, I don't know. I, I feel like everybody's convinced themselves that, that that Francis can't wrestle, and it doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, sorry, go ahead, Benny. My fault. You think if Stipe wins, he'll retire? I mean, he's getting older. I'm curious. Because I have him winning, but it was a tough. It's a. It was a like I lost sleep over my pick on this fight because Ninganu has. I mean, those punches are insane. They're insane, mm. and but then you have Stipe, who is like a seasoned vet. He like goes into the ring almost like I mean, he's not even shook, you know. But mm. I had I, I lost sleep over who I was going to pick on this fight. So I and I was curious to know if what you guys thought if if he were to win this fight against Francis. And it's definitely, it's not coming down to decision. It's going to be a knockout from either or. And I, I picked Stipe, but it's going to be knockout. It's not coming to decision. Do you think that he would retire after this fight? Or do you think he'd keep fighting? I think he has to. I think, I think after the Jones fighting, he might retire. Yeah. Because, he has I mean, to you can't, you can't give up that Jones. opportunity. Yeah, you would right. have, you would have arguably the, well, you have the greatest light heavyweight of all time versus the greatest heavyweight of all time. And whoever wins that fight is probably going to go down as the pound for pound greatest fighter of all time. If that fight happens, I don't think that fight happens. Got them rotisserie chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro, and got them Ghana. rotisserie chicken mitts. <laughs> yeah, but, no, I just 
I, I don't think it gets there, though, to be honest. Uh, Stipe is getting older. I think he looked great in those fights against DC. But then again, I I think a lot of people take a lot from those matchups. Yeah. And DC's I, I, also I older. DC was a 40-year-old, five foot nine wrestler. He's a wrestle back boxer. issues with back, yeah, with, with back issues. issues coming off of a back surgery. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, against uh, like in, in the second and third versions of those fights, I think a lot of people just think that he would that, that Stipe is just going to walk through Francis or walk through John Jones. I'm like, no, he's never faced anyone who has the tools that these two guys have, other than well, he fought Francis before. But I think a patient Francis gives him a world of trouble. I'm not going to lie, a world of trouble, and I don't think he can handle it. I'm being honest. I, I just don't. Do you think it goes past the first round? Yeah. I, no. I I would say yes. I don't think so. I think if you're saying that Francis is going to be patient, I think it goes past round one. But the thing is, he could be patient, but it just takes still one. Pick him. Like he, he could be patient. Is, and- he was patient against Cain Velasquez. He, he he plotted. Oh no, no, not plotted. But he, but he cut off the cage, took him to the took him to the fence, threw a one-two. Cain ducked under, defended. As soon as he gets you in tight spaces, tight spaces, right? Put him out. That's all it's going to take. I mean, you saw in the first round against against uh, against Stipe. Stipe hits him with like a four-punch combination. And Francis just wings a wild ass hook, rocks Stipe right before the end yeah. of the round. It if you're patient, I, I think he catches him with one of those. Because yeah. his cardio is not going to be the same as it was the first fight. He's not going to go out there and just blitz with 15 no, I agree. punch combinations. Like it, it that's not going to happen. He's not going to fight like that. If no, he, I think yeah. Because he what the them having already fought and having the opportunity to get the belt again, there's no way. He's going to do the same thing he did in the last fight. So I do agree with you on that one. I think it's just going to really come down to the fact that can Stipe close the distance, get inside so he's not able to throw those big shots and you know get the clinch work going, push him against the cage, work the takedowns. Will he be able to do that? And then will Francis be able to stop him? That's what it comes down to for me. I know yeah. at any point in the fight, Francis can land that shot. Yeah, at any point I, in the fight. Definitely. I, and the thing happens. is, too, when I say patient, I mean, patient as far as his attack and defense is concerned. Yeah. He has knocked out all of these elite fighters the same exact way. Why did Andre Arlovsky, Alistair Overeem, Cain Vel- no, not Cain Velasquez, but Junior Dos Santos all overextend? Because of his footwork. Because of his footwork. He stays right outside of the dude has an 83-inch reach. He stays right outside of your range because he's able to move on his feet well. If he does that and forces Stipe to overextend, which I don't think he will because Stipe is a very smart guy. You know, right. But if he does, because he feels like he can't hit him, Francis has that lean back, left hook, right uppercut or right hand knocks everyone out with it, knocks everyone out with it, knocks Andre Olofsky out with it, Alistair Overeem out with it and JDS out with it. The same exact thing because they can't close distance on. And for whatever reason, whenever he fought against Stipe, he was just, I'm going to go blitz him. I'm just going to go take him out right now. This is a dumb strategy, stupid strategy. Also, he like wasn't in the greatest shape, but I feel I like know. I'm going to see. I feel like we're going to see Stipe try to enter, and and Ngannou's going to just hit him with a with a quick right hand, going to drop Stipe, and then Francis is going to get on top and just put a little put, Derek Lewis put Curtis Blades action. Put the finishing touches right on it. <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now, if Stipe goes out in the first round and shoots a blind shot, like a shot that's not set up with punches or gets Francis swinging, he's going to defend it. He's going to defend it. He's going to yeah, clear he his tips, do that. and he's going to end up on top of him. And then Stipe is in a world of trouble. He's in a world of trouble. I, yeah. I just I, I think I think Francis has way more opportunities to win this fight than Stipe does, which sounds crazy because Stipe has more tools. You know, he has his wrestling, he has his boxing, and Stipe is a very talented boxer. But I think at 37, 
after being knocked out by DC, which happened, by the way, because he was still worn from that first Francis Ngannou fight. It's tough. This this fight's insane, though. I, I love it. I'm psyched about this one. It's, either way, I'm, I'm happy, <laughs> honestly. I want Stipe, obviously, but you can't be disappointed in whoever wins this one because it's no. such a solid matchup. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. No. Yeah, Francis, I mean, you know, you look at the the whole roster. Francis has been vying for the belt for a while now, and it's it's his turn. It really is, and these are really the top two guys in the division. I do believe that. Um, and it just sets up the John Jones fight for either guy. It doesn't matter who it is. It's going to be an incredible fight. I don't know which one I would rather I'm see. I'm telling you right now. I think the Ngannou one would be I'd rather be. I'd rather be so wrong. I'd rather be so wrong, and I want Steve Bay to win this fight. If like as a John Jones fan, I'd be wrong on every pick the rest of the year if Steve A won this fight. I don't care. I don't want John to fight Francis. I think that's fucking terrifying. It but, is. No, I think Steve A, I'm honestly like I I I I've been waiting for the John Jones and Steve A Miocic matchup to happen because I've been saying for years that John would beat him easily. And that sounds like a wild, crazy take. But I've said before, John beat Steve A with ease. The person to beat him at heavyweight is Cyril Gon. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It, that's why I don't really want to see that. I don't want to see Steve get murdered by John Jones because I am not a John Jones fan. Carry I got you. I, I mean, it, well, this, this, this is the problem, though. This is the problem, though. What is Steve A good at? Everything. Is he? And so is John Jones. Is he good at everything, though? Yeah. John Jones he, is better can, than Steve at everything. Can, can, can Steve A kick like John Jones? No. Steve well, is no, better no, than no. John he's Jones. Not as, he's not as athletic. He's absolutely not as athletic uh, and versatile. Not even in though. I'm saying John Jones is capable of switching stances going forward and backwards, defensively and offensively. He's capable of kicking you at all three levels. Yeah. And he's defensively responsible at, at, at moving and, and in the clinch, everything. Like, now listen, man. I, John Jones is the GOAT. He can do yeah. everything. He I, can do everything. I, Sorry, Stipe yeah. cannot. Yeah, I, I, I love Stipe. I think he's amazing. But I think you've been knocking out a bunch of older guys, and now you're going to have an influx of young, very talented fighters in there. I think – That's why I, mean, I don't he, want to fight John Jones. I think yeah. John Jones will hurt my boy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. tough. Well, John, he's going to get hurt. Saturday, my friend. Also, oh no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's tough. Yeah. We say that about Stipe, but then you look at John Jones and his last two fights. Mm. Didn't really I, wow. Didn't really I wow. Potentially like, lost to Santos. I feel like and then John the Jones is well. Okay, I, feel like I John think, Jones got the is bored. I think that he's taking this way. I, it's more it's a question of motivation. Fights. Look at look at how John Jones fought Glover Teixeira versus how he fought Daniel Cormier. Two completely different fights you you get what i'm saying look at how he fought osp yeah. and then he goes and head kicks daniel cormier you know what i'm right. saying like it, it's it's a question of motivation and i think he's I struggling agree. for motivation i mean look at the shape he comes in against tiago santos versus the shape that he comes in against dc you know it's it's i mean you can say drugs and all this other stuff but also okay let's say <laughs> alexander gustafson uh fight that he pissed well he, i mean like he had the osterine thing or whatever but i don't know Take the drugs out of it. <laughs> John Jones, I think it's a matter of of, of motivation. I, also, the Tiago Santos fight. We're talking about we're talking about fight. How many how many shots did John Jones seriously attempt in that fight? One, two, against a guy with no legs. Literally, you know what I'm no saying? Legs. Like like I, he. I think he's been doing this his entire career, and I think he's got to snap out of it, especially as he moves up a weight class. But he right. tries to beat people at what they're best at. Why on earth would a six foot four guy with an eighty four inch reach? Spend the entire, spend the majority of the fight, that first fight with Daniel Cormier in the pocket. Why? That plays into DC's advantages. And what did he do? Out hustled him and out wrestled him. 
it why would he why would he fight Glover Teixeira in the pocket? A guy that's only chance to win was with these slow ass punches in the pocket because he wants to outdo him in that area. Why would he go out and take Ch- take down Chael Sonnen, who can't strike anywhere near close to him because he wants to beat them at what they're best at? Right. That's 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 the kind. I mean, John Jones is a sociopath. I'll say that till the day I die. He is fucking insane. He's and something. That's all. I I cannot <laughs> wait to see him fight the winner of this fight. I think it's gonna be crazy. If it's Francis, I'm terrified. If it's Stipe, I'm I'm excited. But, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Like the opposite for me. Like if it's, <laughs> if it's Francis, bring it on, dude. I don't know if there's any amount of money you could pay me to fight Francis Ngannou. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, oh that's, boy. Ridiculous punches yeah. are just. Like I said, I, I love Francis because I get the Mike Tyson effect from him. I will pay $70 to watch him fight, and I don't care if it lasts five seconds. Because <laughs> just, just the Overeem knockout alone, the toes, I'll never forget the commentary. His toes are curled. Like Joe Rogan screaming, his toes are curled. Like that is just the funniest shit ever. And it was just, I mean, he is that freaking violent. Um, Terry. Yeah, hey guys, I'm still here. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> still make my pick here. Um, what I, what I think is going to happen is I think at the end of this, after this fight, Stipe is going to need an IV drippy. Dri- God, I screwed it up. IV drippy. God. Well, this is what happens. I'm cold. I'm on ice. <laughs> We've been talking too much. Again. Okay. I'm not going to cut it, but you can do it again. All right. I think what's going to happen after this fight is Stipe is going to need an IV drippy. Francis, I'm gonna run away with this one. Francis knockout. Bonnie, did Francis you have Inga- no. Francis as well? No, I no, he she had Stipe. Oh, hell yeah. All right, um, at least I got someone here. Kevin Kevin Inspire asked, Can't you ask a question when we're done with the card? Well, we are officially finished with the card, so you may ask a question. Go ahead. Um Raheem says. I saw John Jones at an auto zone in Arizona in 2019, and we waited in my Honda Accord doing yee. Doing yay. 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 I don't know what yay the hell is, that is. is. Coke. Okay. Coke. Makes Gotta sense. Gotta give you guys the urban slang, you know. While he was getting his car parts <laughs> back, not surprising. Jones doesn't have a Coke problem, to be honest. I did way more than What? At least those you- are new, you know. Yeah. Oh, man. Who do you all see as a Hall of Fame in each division? Like Every now? division? Mm. Please. Kev, that's a tall glass fill. That might be for another podcast. I mean, 55 could be heavyweight Stipe, light heavyweight John Jones. Uh, Basically, I all mean, the champs like the automatic. Max Holloway, ready. featherweight. So, Aljamain um, Sterling, Hall of Famer. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no say good, it. Good say point. It. No, no. <laughs> you know, you want to say it. I'm not going to say it. No, I will. Say it. <laughs> Amanda oh, Nunez. Aljamain Sterling. Uh, I'll do I'll do a quick rundown. Davis and Figueredo, I think he'll be a he'll be a Hall of Famer. Peter Young, yep. I think, has Hall of Fame, is gonna be a Hall of Famer. Corey Sanhagen has Hall of Fame potential. I mean, TJ Dillashaw and Jose Aldo are pretty much already in there. Um Frankie, Frankie Edgar's gonna be in the Hall, Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky is a Hall of Famer. Max yes. Holloway's a Hall of Famer. Brian Ortega what? might end up being a Hall of Famer. Max Holloway? No, I'm kidding, dude. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, I think, Brian Ortega, uh, yeah, I think Brian Ortega has uh, has Hall of Fame uh, potential. I mean, shit, maybe even Zabit. Zabit's been uh, inactive, but he's uh, fuck Zabit, still man. unbeaten. I love Zabit. I love Zabit so much. Khabib, uh, one of the pound-for-pound pound goats. Dustin Poirier is going to be a Hall of Famer. Connor's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, the winner of the Charles oliveira Michael Chandler fight might even have to- a case Tony? for being the Tony? Tony? No. No. That's like, that's like, that is like know. on the edge. 
All right, I'll break it down like this. Tony Ferguson's last, what, three or four wins, right? Tony Ferguson's last three wins. Kevin Lee. Are against Anthony Kevin Pettis. Lee, Anthony Pettis, and Donald Cerrone. Oh, so yeah. that, that, that's, that's been his last three fights 20, since 2016. Kevin Pet- Lee, Donald Cerrone, and Anthony Famer? Pettis. Yeah. Kevin Lee, Anthony sure. Pettis, and Donald Cerrone have a combined 20 losses since 2016. Those are his last three wins. He hasn't he hasn't defeated anyone currently ranked within the top ten. Oh, other than RDA, but that was in 2016. It, it's Cowboy it's, Hall of Famer. Cowboy's going to be a yeah, Hall of Famer just because everybody loves him. He's been around the block, yeah. yeah. And his Brazilian jiu-jitsu is second to none. Come on, he's got to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean – so I, I, I think he could be. I mean, he had, a, oh, he had a nice run. He had a nice run. Yeah, a, a ridiculous run. Time we're talking. Come on. Hook him, baby. What was what was the win streak? Like 12 he was on? Who, Cerrone? Uh, no, Tony. Oh, Tony's oh. win streak was like – yeah, was it was say yeah. how did he beat them though? I mean, he got dropped by by Pettis. I mean, like he, he, he got dominated in the first round against Kevin Lee. I mean, a lot of his fights are like up and down. It's not like a beef streak where it's just like dominance, Domin- dominance, yeah, dominance. I mean, he true. outlasts guys. I do agree that he has a he has a claim to be a Hall of Famer, though. I'll say that much. Yeah. Um moving up to welterweight, Kamara Usman, surefire Hall of Famer. Colby Covington has to get a couple more wins. Uh Steven Thompson has to oh. get a couple more wins. Tyron Woodley's yeah. a Hall of Famer. He has enough title defenses for it. But Dana White doesn't like him, so he probably won't make it. Yeah, he probably won't make it. Uh, middleweight is he's a Hall of Famer. Robert Whitaker's a Hall of Famer. Yes. Uh, that's about it that's right about now. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, light heavyweight, Jan has a case to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, oh, dude, he's he, a Hall of Famer. Okay, well, this Hall is the famer. thing, though. He's gonna get. He's gonna get. He's gonna get some easy title defenses here. I mean, Glover Teixeira is, is his next. Oh, don't sleep on Glover, man. I'm not even take Glover. I'm sound asleep on Glover Teixeira. I am not. Oh, I am knocked the fuck out. Uh, I am knocked the fuck out. On that Glover. means we got to bet. That means we got to bet on Glover because every time anyone's out on Glover, he's somehow I'm still down. I'm sound asleep. I mean, who did he beat? Who, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just, it's just the I, fact. As soon that as I he, saw him get eat three straight uppercuts from from Gustafson, I've been out on him since then. I know he's gone on a win streak, but at the same time, I feel like he gets favorable matchups. Do you think Glover shares beating Dominic Reyes? No. no, well, uh, I, I, I don't. I, I don't he think he beats anybody, but then he somehow beats them. I didn't That's think he was going to beat Tiago Santos. <laughs> he can wrestle he better than them. anyone, man. It's no, it's not the. It's nothing <laughs> but the fact that he's immortal. He just somehow like he, he dies and then him. stays hey, alive. He beat Tiago Santos, who I think was overrated after the John Jones fight. I agree. John really didn't care. That was the first uh, injury fight. Uh, he beat he beat Nikita Krylov, Kutalaba, Robertson, and then he lost to Corey Anderson. I, these guys yeah. aren't really anything special. I think Jan it's, is going to get the him. recency bias, you know. Yeah, it's. Tough. I do think Glover is good though. To be that old and to still be like you are top five in that division, but I think light yeah, heavyweight's yeah. not not stacked. Ankalaev, maybe. Yeah, I don't. He needs. He needs well, that's that is way down the road. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he needs he needs a lot of wins until we get there. Uh, heavyweight, Steve Bay's a Hall of Famer. I think Francis Ngannou is a Hall of Famer. You don't knock as many people out as you have. Uh, I think Derek Lewis is going to be in the meme Hall of Fame. Oh my and, god. And, <laughs> Santa, right now, surreal gone will be a future UFC Hall of Famer. After this I'm old guard you, is gone, he's dominating. Um, I'm with you. When we get to the women's divisions, oh, Amanda wait. Nunez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amanda Nunez is, is definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, okay. GDR, absolutely not. Uh, Holly Holmes. Absolutely Holly not. Holmes, yeah. Holly Holmes is going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, she's, she's <laughs> yeah. done everything. Uh, that's about it at 135. Uh, 125, Valentina is a Hall of Famer. Jessica Andrade could, could say she wins this fight. She's definitely a Hall of Famer. She gets. 
two belts in two divisions. Uh, Weili Zhang, I think the UFC loves her so much that she'll be a Hall of Famer. Um, Rose, probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Joanna already in there. Joanna, Hondo oh, yeah. P. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin, we will get to this one in another show. We we kind of did. We kind of did that. But. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It was, it was, I tried to do it quick, guys. I'm no, sorry. No, that no, was, that was, that was, no, that was good. Perfect. But uh, we'll, we will. Brett, Ashley Yoder, and Jessica I, future Hall of Famers. <laughs> okay, uh, the Snoozer Hall of Fame. Snoozer Hall of Fame. Monster Rat, though. Stud. Huge fan. Monster Rat is hilarious. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying like she was a stud. Like, you, never mind. Yeah. You know what a stud is? Like wood? Like, like framing? No, no. <laughs> like like attractive? <laughs> you know what a stud? No, a stud like is like another name for like a a masculine lesbian female. That's oh. <laughs> I didn't know that. We are way <laughs> off. Yeah, like when you're building <laughs> a house and there's studs. <laughs> you're just like, you're just like, monster rat, stud. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I had no idea. <laughs> Uh, oh my goodness. That's makes so sense funny. though. That goes uh, way yeah. different ways with that. Oh meaning. god. Oh god. Uh, well, well, guys, I love the questions. I love them, <laughs> and we will. I swear that we will. We will do a pod. Maybe we'll we do. Should do we should do a live tomorrow or something like that. We you want to do an impro- impromptu live tomorrow? I can. Yeah, we can, I can, we can do, do one. Yeah. All right, so we'll do a live tomorrow. You guys can come back with these questions, and it will be any questions you have. I, we will answer them. Uh, but right now we're running at an hour forty-seven yeah, for I our need preview to show. I, need I gotta eat. eat. I gotta <laughs> eat some dinner. So join us tomorrow, and we will answer these questions for you. But that's gonna do it for this show, Bunny. Thank you for joining us. It's yeah. always a pleasure, guys. Check us out, Coffee and Chaos One, on all social media platforms. Uh, we are also on. Bunny's got the shirt there, um, the Coffee and Chaos shirt. Right. Um, you can also check us out all podcasting platforms. We're also on YouTube. We're really pushing for the YouTube channel. Please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, and that's going to do it. Make sure you check out sheath underwear, use promo code coffee and KOs, get 20% off your entire purchase. Your balls will thank you later. And don't <laughs> forget to sheath your dagger. Everyone take it easy. Enjoy two sixty Wednesday. We got Tyson Chartier interview dropping. Don't miss that. Maybe we'll see you all next time.